0: Whoa, Kara, okay, turn it down. I don't know. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Mom? <my> yeah. <laughs> don't listen to that, kid. <laughs> <laughs> <the latest> <laughs>
1: Ketchup Up on Pancakes, episode 21. Farewell 2021. By the fireside. Hello, folks. We're back.
2: Catch Up on Pancakes.
1: Episode. It makes its
2: tri- triumphant return sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we did a little bit better in 2021. We actually did one episode in 2021, Gare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in the summer, back in uh, back in July, we recorded a five year anniversary because in 2021 we celebrated five years since we started this podcast. Ketchup on pancakes. Welcome everyone, and Kara, you know how much I love numbers, and this is yes, I do. We're back by the fireside, as you can hear in the background.
2: Ah, uh, fire. fire
1: crackling away, but this is farewell 2021 or 2021 or however you like to pronounce the years these days um but this is episode 21 of ketchup and pancakes and i just love that how we're wrapping up 2021 with episode 21 so lots of 21s going on
2: there you go and i just want to say i'm glad that we have the fire because i turn off my heat when when we record so i'm cold so the fire (laughs) warms me up
1: yeah, though it's some theater of the mind. We're not actually even in the yeah. same place this year. Normally Carrie and I are by the fireside together, but this time we have our own firesides cuz uh, cuz we're we're in separate uh, separate places.
2: We're in separate dwellings and separate cities and we have seen each other throughout this pandemic cuz we're brother and sister, but uh just we got to be we're being a little careful and today actually is the day that Ontario is opening up to 50% capacity and so and we got our uh, fourth vaccination. So, I'm, you know, right now is the best time to be around people that, you know, compared to before we got our fourth. And so um, we could see each other. But we thought this year, to, just to mark the occasion of where we're still at with this pandemic, I thought we should just still do it, distance from each other in separate places.
1: Yeah, and I think this is probably the latest we've maybe done a, a farewell from the year. Normally, sometimes it does carry over into January. Actually, um, <laughs> last year when we wrapped up 2020, we did do it at the end of December. It was the, the 28th. But uh, this year, it's actually the final day of January that we're recording this. So we're into 22 now. We're in into one month into 2022. Um, just finishing mm-hmm. off the first month of the new year. But we are going to look back today on the year that just happened. The year that like was. Yeah, the year that was. As we like to do at the end of every year on this show. We've cut way back on this podcast now that we have Outlook, our talk show about advocacy. but. We still like to keep this alive as much as we can, and uh, these year-end-up wrap-ups are usually a good way to, to do it.
2: We want to keep it f- sort of smoldering like a fire that doesn't totally burn out.
1: Yeah, still. Uh,
2: so you need a fire stoker sometimes to come along. We need to stoke. I haven't heard the stoker,
1: stoker yet this year, actually.
0: Oh, well. But, uh, I'm sure. I'm oh. anticipating, anticipating Whoa,
1: speak of, the, speak of the stoker, I think I just I hear them.
2: <laughs> I just like saying speak of the stoker.
1: I do actually hear the stokers. So, yeah, I think it's because I started talking about them, and then they—they—they're uh, uh, like, it's, oh. like, it's
2: my—they're like, it's my time to shine. I'm yeah. being mentioned.
1: Being mentioned, I'll uh, make my presence known. But s-
2: still, every time I hear stoker, whenever we do these uh, every year, I always think of Bram Stoker.
1: <laughs> it's not Halloween yet, care.
2: Uh huh. Well, I don't think about him just on Halloween. I think about him whenever because he's a writer. Oh. Okay. I think about writers. But anyway.
1: Um, your mic's a little crunchy, so we'll be we'll see how that oh. turns out here for this podcast. Carrie gets frustrated, but we keep this casual, so I like to point things well, out.
2: Well, Brian Brian's a sound guy, right? And so you you care about sound, and that matters. And I'm glad, like that's how we sound as good as we do most of the time, is because of you. Uh, it's just we got this, m- you know, muddle- muddling around with programs and microphones and headphones and.
1: Uh. Oh, yeah, isn't it fun? That's why I like audio editing, but I'm not actually a big fan of the recording part or the mixing part, because that's where you have to deal with like sounds and connections and setting everything up and getting yeah, yeah, it just right. Yeah, and just... but once it's recorded, then you're done and you can't go back. So it's the editing that I like, because then that's just you know different. But um, I do like to keep these ones casual, and we we got the uh, Yet USB Yeti, which didn't actually happen in 2021. We got that I think in 2020. But mm-hmm. it um, it's kind of caused us some issues, so I don't know if there's an issue with this this uh, mic. Yeah, in I don't know.
2: I don't know if it was worth getting this one, maybe. But we have. Well, I don't know. Don't- but a lot
1: of people use Yetis and they have no issues, so I think this might be a bad mo- uh, model. Anyway,
0: hmm.
1: we're gonna harp on it. Um, just I heard that high screech, so I couldn't help but <sighs> point it out.
2: Do you want to just go back to using Zoom recording?
1: Uh, well, we'll see what works, and whatever ends up sounding best will end up in the final project that everyone will be listening to um, in the podcast apps, which also, I'll uh, let you know that though this is a Ketchup on Pancakes episode, it's still popped up on your Outlook feed, and if you hadn't heard of us before, or if you've recently subscribed to Outlook uh, within the last few months, you might be like, whoa, what's this popping up on my feed this week? This isn't Outlook. Um, mm-hmm. But this is where our show all began, with, with Ketchup on Pancakes before Outlook was a thing, so... We do like to revisit this show. Um, one other quick thing, Karen, now that there is a fire in the background, I just thought I would mention that it's interesting coincidence. The show that we didn't find out about this podcast. Well, I think we found out about it before 2021. It was in 2020 that we found out about Talk Description to Me. But they actually have an episode mm-hmm. this week on fire. So I just thought that right. was pretty fitting that we're doing our fireside chat episode at the last day of January here. And um, that's the episode. And I'm all in inter-
2: I'm all into recommending things, so definitely check out their podcast if you haven't heard it. They just describe the visuals of the world, and a lot of blind people want to know things, and we we have often have questions that we go our whole lives maybe not asking or getting addressed. So these two, one blind, one sighted, they're quite the pair, and they describe everything, even fire. Like you sometimes think, wow, after more than a year, maybe they're running out of ideas. But I think that with our shows too, and
1: yeah, there's always something to talk about. Um, yeah, because everything is has visual aspects to it pretty much so there's always something Mm -hmm. you can talk about with with the with the um other host of the show who has um been blind since since birth so um but uh i mean whoa (laughs) (laughs) do you hear that just like yes
2: yes (laughs) yes We should have done this together. In uh, that's
1: what I suggested, but Carrie didn't want to. So here we are.
2: No, we still um, could.
1: Nope, not happening. We're we're, off, we're rolling here. This is it. We're keeping uh, it casual. So I'm.
2: Um, uh, all right.
1: But if you want to touch the connection for a second, maybe that'll that'll help. But um.
2: Sometimes that makes it worse.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a dog in my hallway.
2: <laughs> is that any better?
1: It sounds good now.
2: Now I heard myself echo in your no, thing.
1: That doesn't matter. Echo's fine.
2: Um, Anyway, yeah, we we thought we might hear some hallway sounds from your apartment while we did this.
1: Yeah, uh, but I was going to... Oh, yeah, so for talk description to me, I just wanted to mention that they actually did kind of tie into 2021 because we had them on Outlook in early 2021. That's where we really picked up the guests, and that was in early 2021 that we had them on our show.
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So we did actually, you know... We actually had them on twice in, in 2021 because we had them back in the summer for the that interesting collaboration with that uh, space. Woman from NASA. Yeah. yeah, that was quite the interesting. And, you know, just thanks to them for talk description to me to, for reaching out to us to do that other one in the summer. And they've been just mm-hmm. really, really great people that we don't know, you know, that well personally, but we've got to know them a little bit just through virtual our podcast and, and listening to their show and stuff and having them. They spoke at our convention last year, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but uh, I've been doing a lot of talking, Kara. If you want to continue, I'm actually gonna do what I like to do on these farewell episodes and crack a beer, which you will hear in the microphone here. Got to get that cool sound of the. Well, that wasn't as cool as I was hoping, but <laughs> could you hear it?
2: Kate? Yeah. So what? What kind <laughs> are you drinking?
1: I'll take a sip. That was a bit of a slurp.
2: Slurp. <laughs> All you're missing is a, ah. wait, that's not for beer. That's for pop.
1: It can be for anything. That's what I did on last year's wrap up. Um, I did an ah, after one of my beers, (laughs) but this is a local London microbrewery Anderson's. So I'm drinking some local beer here. I think this is, this is either their cream ale or their winter. Nice. One of their winter blends. I forget which one. It's definitely not the IPA because it doesn't, it's not very hoppy. Mm. I know you like hops, Care. Right, Isn't that your favorite? Yep.
2: Just like the Easter Bunny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know what hoppy is, Care?
2: Yes, there's hops in it.
1: Oh, okay. Great definition.
2: And, and that's what makes it bitter. I don't know the exact definition of hops.
1: Grains and to, I think they had something to do with because a lot of it's like India Pale Ale, and I think it was to help pre- also help preserve beer because if hops mm-hmm. are in it, it it it. Um, last longer or something okay I'm no beer expert but
2: so the bitter beers would last longer maybe technically than the less hoppy ones.
1: probably yeah some of these really ones can go skunky or can go bad if they're eventually like they don't last as long
2: I do enjoy beers that are described as as creamy as cream ales and stuff but I don't know if it's always that noticeable necessarily but
1: if you get if you're a beer aficionado and kind of know what you're drinking maybe but even for me, I've I've had quite a few beers, but I still am not definitely not an expert or anything like that. But anyway, it's just I like to have one for this final show to look back at the year um, our catch up on pancakes mm-hmm. wrap ups. Just just a way to really chill out because we're so used to Outlook these days now. Since starting that, we're celebrating our third year anniversary of Outlook carry back in September of 2021. That mm-hmm. um, we're so used to that now, where it's we have some more casual ones, but it still is generally a little bit more serious because it's for the radio and it's so it's based on advocacy and, and disability, so it's a lot of serious kind of things come up, so I really want this one to be very casual. Um, we didn't even tell people our names though. Maybe we should give a bit of an intro for our new listeners. I said
2: I said we were siblings. Oh, did you? I did, but
1: Oh Kara, I think you fixed your mic. Good job. Haven't heard that more <laughs> since.
2: Well, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here holding it.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you don't have to do that.
2: <laughs> it's no big deal. It's just, I think that's what's helped. Maybe that it's just it hasn't done it recently. It's a coincidence, but, mm. but yeah. Uh, my name is Carrie with a K.
1: I'm Brian with a B. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the young one. Well, I'm getting old. I'm gonna hit yeah. my mid-thirties in 2022 here, but uh-huh. still haven't quite hit it. I'm 34. And, uh...
0: uh,
2: hearing you and I talk, I still feel like we're like 15 and or 17 and 14 oh, or I'm a man. 19. I'm a, and... man.
1: I'm a man child.
2: <laughs> not you specifically, but just you and I together in my mind, I, I still always feel like we're kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it too, but, uh, apparently I'm not just based on the number, So.
2: But uh, yeah, we're going to look back at 2021. And it's funny because listening back to last year's wrap-up was me getting totally confused about dates. I was <laughs> like, wait, what di- What year are we in now? I kept saying it wrong. I jumped all the way to 2022 when we were just still finishing off 2020. And, and,
1: um, and then there was another spot in that wrap-up because... Well, Like, like to mention to the listeners that before we do these wrap ups at the end of the year, we we listen to the one from the previous year that we did for Ketchup and Pancakes, just to kind of see everything that we covered then, because that was a year ago now, so we don't usually remember a lot of what we talked about. And I do remember mm-hmm. recording it last year. We were both in your at your house at that point, and Christmas had just wrapped up. As I said, it was December twenty eighth that we recorded the last um, the twenty twenty wrap up. Um, but even in that episode, another thing I heard was you, uh, you said something about you turned 26 that in 2020. Yeah. That's
2: what I'm, yeah I, I'm saying I, I was, I don't know where my head was at. Yeah. I couldn't make, yeah. make sense of years. And
1: you got that number wrong too, but um,
2: so but we yeah. like to look back on the episode. So we also like to play a short clip on the next one, this one here um, from that. And I thought that's a good one to use this year. Cause I, I'll try and remember what year we're in for the rest of this. But, Yeah, we really, we really um, sort of navigated ourselves toward accessibility and advocacy, like you said, and less toward this podcast, but this is where we trained on how to do what we do. So it was good. I don't think it was wasted or anything. And we're, we're actually coming up to the five year anniversary in 2021. But we're still technically in 2022 now. So (laughs)
1: <laughs> you said that recently on a, <laughs> <laughs> 2020
2: i'm getting ahead of myself yeah,
1: you're really getting into the future yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. no it's 2020 <laughs> and we're still dealing with um the end of a crazy bad year so
1: yeah so it's um just to give people context it's december the 28th that we're recording this <laughs>
2: right that's is that not right? not december 28th, 2022 yeah it's the 28th that's yes it is
1: almost losing track of dates here
2: no it is new year's um, is two nights from now no three nights three from nights now. <laughs> wow, it really does seem like a big block of time between Christmas and New Year's, especially because we're being thrown off this year because we don't have our usual KFC, which is Kajuski Family Christmas.
1: So there you go, back over a year ago now, back in the end of 2020, uh, wrapping up 2020, then Ketchup on Pancakes with our big long, that episode, Carrie, ended up being like two hours, just over two two hours and yeah. 30 seconds, I think. So we're going to try and keep, rain this one in a little bit. Um maybe not go quite so long yeah two hours is pretty long but i do like this for a change here because normally when i'm doing this i'm just like oh we got to keep it around an hour for the radio and we have to take a break at some point and it's just Mm -hmm. it's a little more stress whereas here i'm just i will check the time at some point just to kind of see where we're at but not not now because we're just
2: right this obviously won't be airing on radio western where we air outlooks uh we did that for ketchup and pancakes episode 20 because that was our five-year anniversary uh but this one is just going to be available here on the podcast feed, and from our social media, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, we did actually in the summer, just to take a break from advocacy and stuff, and we thought it'd be good for our listeners to who who do tune in, tune into the radio to get an idea of where we started. So for the five year anniversary of this show, we did air one on Radio Western, which was kind of fun for a change. But for a change. But generally, no. We I, I do like to keep this kind of separate for for people who do subscribe to outlook, this is a bonus thing they get on the podcast feed. If they, you know, if they're just a casual radio listener, they won't hear this, but if they, mm-hmm. and you know, next time we do a next week when we do our mixed bag outlook, we will mention this and we'll say, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you follow outlook on radio Western, this ketchup on pancakes will pop up in the, in the feed. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would be kind of nice to have a separate feed for this, but it's the whole thing with podcasts and, we're hosted on SoundCloud, and they only allow one RSS feed, so I couldn't really do that unless I Ugh. paid more, and we don't do this show enough to to really justify yeah. it at the moment. But, uh, anywho. No. But yeah, it's so funny that, listening that, back.
2: On that that was our... From... Yeah. But we aired the... Uh, we had our first Christmas in lockdown there with 2020 when we did our last wrap-up here. And uh, so this is this was our second Christmas covid christmas and again we didn't see family so it was all different
1: the thing that i was thinking is uh, this last christmas was even different like even less family like the one before on christmas eve we still all went i mean not our brother our oldest brother and uh, his wife and family they live in in scarborough so a bit further away so they did not come both years but the first year back in 2020 you know this was before Mm -hmm. vaccines and everything but Mm-hmm. things we were a little bit luckier then at least omicron got was so much more you know spread so much faster um so in 2021 it was a whole thing actually um on christmas eve care we were having a great day we were listening back to my radio show um which i did a big 3 hour christmas episode i recorded in your basement first time i ever pre-recorded a show in your basement which was interesting <laughs> Um, We were listening to it that day and we were all laughing. And then we did have plans like the year before to go over to our parents on Christmas Eve, at least with um,
2: our uh, sister and family. And that's always been our tradition. Like on Christmas Eve, we'll go over and I'll watch a Christmas carol with dad and we'll have dinner and drinks and
1: festivities. Yeah, we got to keep that tradition up in 2020. But last year, I think you got a call, Carrie. COVID
2: finally found us.
1: Yeah, you got a call just pretty much as we were about to get ready to go to get picked up to go over to, to our parents for Christmas Eve. Um, you got a call that our mom um, contracted COVID and tested positive that day. So all family plans were off. Um, and we we did see our, our sister's family uh, just briefly outside in your garage to give our niece and nephew some, some gifts. But other than that, um, whereas the year prior we were talking, we actually went uh, again. I think it was a couple days after, was it Boxing Day or the day after that maybe, we all went again over to, to mom and dad's. and.
2: You know what? Last Christmas is blurred to me for some reason.
1: Which, what do you mean by last?
2: Like the one you're talking about there? Oh, 2020? Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Oh. No, I definitely remember we went over there um, mm. after anyway. Christmas Day too. And we had, I don't know, we had like ground beef or ground beef, roast beef.
2: And it was nice though. It's nice though. I mean, this is how it's weird in COVID times, but I got to see my my friend from visiting from Ireland and this year and, but not my mom on Christmas. Right. So it's just, you take precautions and and I stayed away from, from everybody for several days before my friend came over and she was tested and she's a doctor. So I just felt pretty safe that sometimes you got to have a calculated risk in life. And we are realizing that uh, with everything we're doing
1: yeah well it was the same for me at christmas time it's a it's an exciting time of the year the year before uh, my friend didn't make it down due to covid but this year you know i think he maybe even booked his ticket before omicron was really a thing so you know and like you said your friend was here too so a lot of people did s- travel again this christmas um and then mm-hmm. omicron just kind of oh hey stoker <laughs> um so, yeah, Omicron just kind of swept in there terribly. and But anyway, my friend was here this year. So the week before Christmas week, um, so that was like the 12th or 13th or something, um, he did come over to your place, and me and him had a nice jam in the basement with our friend Andrew on drums. And two days we had solid jams that week, but then the following week we were going to re- jam again because we have a lot of ideas and parts. But that was before our mom tested with COVID, but that Monday night I got back to your place... I was supposed to jam with my friends on Tuesday and then I got a message from my friend who was visiting back from England and he said both his parents tested positive and uh so yeah he had to cancel um so again like I at least I I was lucky that I did get to still practice with him a little bit um but you know the same point I had to take things seriously and uh deal so so yeah it was just one of those things right um we talk here a lot about adapting and that I don't I understand all the reasonings and stuff, but it is one of those things. When I did get home this year, I got home, I think, the earliest I have in a while. I was back here... I think it was the 27th when I came home? Or 28th, maybe. Um, but anyway, it just felt it- weird because normally those are the days that we spend with our brother and everyone, and I was just back in my apartment alone, and that was the second Christmas that we missed that. So then it did, it did start to feel a little... The first year, I was, it wasn't ideal, but I was kind of like, ah, it is what it is. But you can just see the more the longer this goes on, and it can get more a little more difficult but we do just have to
2: i always say world war Two lasted f- six years not eff- like it didn't affect everybody everywhere those whole six years too much you know here in north america we weren't affected like they were in europe obviously and and the longer it went on the states got dragged in like it became a thing but i'm just saying these things go on for a while sometimes but yeah people get fatigued of course we get fed up so that's why we wanted to be a bit casual here today on ketchup on pancakes. Talk about other things that went on in 2021, not just COVID, but it just inevitably comes up and it it sort of bleeds into everything we talk about.
1: Yeah, and it's, it'll be interesting to see listening back to this episode in a year's time, um, yeah. or just now thinking. I don't really have any real predictions, but I just I wonder where we'll be next year on January yeah. 31st, 2023. Like I wonder. I still have this feeling that. We're gonna be dealing a li- with this stuff pretty, like pretty intensely for another couple of years, like on and off. Of course, the way it's been, and things may change. And what do I know? I'm just obviously making like predicting all this. I have no idea. But
2: yeah, I have I have no idea, so I don't even really. I just don't think
1: a virus interested. that comes in like this for two years and does all this stuff just will magically go away that simply. I think it's gonna still be a, a bit of a process before we're. we're yeah,
2: everybody this. seems to want want. Everybody seems to want to.
1: Whoa! I heard some voiceover in Carrie's headphones.
2: It's because I had voiceover off, but then I turned it back on. <laughs> everybody wants. Everybody wants to make it like a light switch. Like it came, and now we want it gone. So turn it off. We want to turn off COVID. We're sick of it. Let's turn it off. And you can yell at p- politicians about that. You can yell at healthcare about that. You can yell at your neighbor who you don't agree with about that, but it's not going to change what COVID wants to do. It's COVID just isn't
1: going to. It's, it's a virus. It's not just like a simple thing. And I think a lot of people have just, I've also just been hearing a lot and we'll move on here soon, but just a lot about people saying like, Oh, we should just remove all restrictions and, and, and all masks and everything. And it's just like, and I know they've just done that now in the UK. Um, or they're in the midst of doing it.
2: Well, they're all over the place everywhere. And that's
1: just it. There's so many, and even in Canada, right? It's provincial. It's different province to province what the restrictions are. Right now, gyms are open now in Ontario at 50% capacity. They're still closed in Quebec, even though Quebec's changed Mm -hmm. some restrictions today. So it's just, it is confusing. And nobody's saying, I'm not at all saying that I love every decision that the government's made or everyone's made. Like, of course it's not perfect, but... You try and run a government and keep everyone happy during this. It's not, it couldn't be easy. And it's just, it's a, it's a
2: Well, I got, I got a bit of breaking, breaking news if you want to hear it.
1: Oh, whoa.
2: The New York Times reported, I didn't even see it on Canadian media, that Trudeau was tested positive for COVID.
1: Oh yeah. No, I heard that actually. I saw that. It's confirmed. He's confirmed it himself today.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, he said well, he I has no symptoms th- 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 though. Yeah. I saw it through American media. Um, But yeah, no, he has no symptoms and, and again, we talk about this all the time because we have a vested interest in this. We are vulnerable and that makes us a bit sensitive to all of this, but rightfully so, I feel. But yeah, he um, he has it for the second time. I assume, you know, I don't know what variant that first one was. It was really early on in the pandemic that he got it the first time. And uh, so it's not surprising he got it this time, but... Just to make a marker of where we are right now for when we look back next year and and, and beyond is that there's a convoy of truckers right now hunkering down in Ottawa, backing up all the streets and making making trouble for everybody getting in the way. They're going to stay there, apparently, until they get their demands met. But uh, everybody just will think, oh, Trudeau, he's just lying about this right now. He's just trying to hide away. He's just a coward.
1: Yeah. But I don't understand. We talk
2: about not believing the media and not trusting the media nothing they say all that
1: i just don't i don't know it'd be interesting kind of i guess to see what happens but i don't see trudeau doing anything like he's just gonna say what he's already been saying as far as i'm aware i know there's there's certain people that saying oh this maybe he'll resign or all this i don't see any of that happening
2: personally some people want him to resign some people want him jailed if if, if that's the leader in the world you've seen in the last several years who you want jailed then you're looking at things really you're really skewed <laughs>
1: and i i just i get really worried when when people are saying of course i gr- i agree the news does does sort of exaggerate things sometimes to a point or at least sort of hypes things up a little bit and that's just sort of the adrenaline that happens during the news where it gets pretty intense mm-hmm. sometimes but when people start saying like they're looking at other news sources or don't just trust this it's like so i can't trust the like you're not trusting the news anymore that's scary I trust the news because it's the news like I don't know it's it's a slippery slope well, and I worry about people who say they don't it's not that I sit yeah. there and they say I take everything 100% and never think that there's you know there's other no. info or no other sides but
2: uh. we have to train we have to train ourselves and our children to be smart consumers of this stuff and of course not everybody's going to be able to see it clear enough and everybody's going to take it their own way but yeah i mean i like to back up things so if i read it in one place if i see it in multiple places you know it's a fact it's something going on in the world right now and it's 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 an event it's taking place it's a it's something going on somewhere in the world when it's opinion and it's other things then you got to be more careful and you just got to be smart about this stuff
1: right but i just see a lot of people posting and they'll say like it's uh, it's obvious that masks and vaccines don't work it's like they're stating it like that's fact. That's not true. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. I, but anyway, I, I think know. we should really get off this because we're just. I'm just gonna.
2: Yeah. It's
1: good you mentioned that what's happening in Ottawa though, just for our listeners yeah. and the time to um, mark the time. That's what this, I'm.
2: But... Yeah, that's what I mean. I just wanted to say some of the what's in the news. What's happening right now. But yeah, let's move on to what else we did in 2021.
1: Yeah, so we kind of started at the end of the year and we don't really have to necessarily go in full chronological order because I know at the very beginning another event happened and I don't know if we really should get into that quite yet unless you want (laughs) to now, but we just talked about the stuff. I think we should maybe switch topics for a bit.
2: Again, if I talk, if I get too much of a a running start at it, I'll go on for too long about it. That's what
1: I'm thinking. I mean, anyone listening, I assume knows what we're referring to on January 6th. That was pretty much the beginning of the year.
2: Well, we had another clip. We had another clip to choose from here today. That from last episode that we did there um, last year. I guess it wasn't our last episode, but um, and uh, you know, I talked about how oh the election in the U.S. is over. He lost. I know he's fighting it, and he. I knew he wouldn't believe it, but a bunch of courts have said there's no proof of any fraud. Blah blah blah. So then I, ha- I was sort of a false sense of comfort but i knew that there was some sort of thing going on in january 6th that i didn't really understand how the u.s works and how they have to certify the votes and they do that on january 6th i didn't know much about that until a bunch of people stormed that Capitol and highlighted the day even more than and why would we know do. much
1: about that we were canadian not we know about every election about every exact, country no. and how their
2: elections work but i know
1: but we're learning more and more about other the u.s elections just with all this stuff
2: Well, it involves Canada. We're we're their neighbors. This is why people say, why do you care? Why do you let it bother you? It's because they're next door and what they do affects me plus the rest of the world. And they can drag Canada into it, as we've seen. A bunch of people saw, oh, that looks good. Let's, you know, they storm the Capitol. Let's protest in Ottawa and stay here until they listen to us, which is bullying, in my opinion. Protesting is fine. I have no problem with protesting. It's just, what are you protesting? And just because you can do something, should you do it? That's my question always to people. Everybody's all about their rights. And I'm always like, well, okay, you have the right to do things. But, but then, in yeah, certain says, situations, the, should you do it?
1: Well, that's the thing. It starts to get to the point of like they're just – people are arguing for such a broad thing that it's not specific and there's no real – everyone's c- coming in with a bit of a different view and it's not – when it, when something's organized on so much anger and so much – yeah, that then it just – it's going to result in in more confusion and be misguided as a word that you used. And so I just, yeah, you, you think, feel like a lot of these things just aren't really, there's no real common plan or goal with anyone or there is, but they're I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore.
2: Um, there's not a lot of sense to it, but yeah. But no, I was talking more about, let's talk about things that happened to us in the 2021, right. not necessarily world events.
1: No, I know, but I thought maybe you wanted to mention that at least. But we should not keep harping on that. Um,
2: for sure, vaccines were a big part of 2021. That's just you yeah. Can't so get away from that. Since and again, we'll we'll move on fast. We're not going to harp on all that. But
1: but yeah, since we've done well, we did our five year anniversary episode back in the summer of 2021. But since we did our last wrap up episode for for 2020, we've had each had four shots since then, four vaccines, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, three. Pfizer and the last one was Moderna and Carrie and I mentioned that we're both more vulnerable we have um, kidney transplants and so this is all through our kidney doctors that they you know we get nice email updates on where they're at with things and um, so we had one just a week and a half ago back uh, near the end of January we had our fourth shot so yeah that was a big thing it's like last time we did this wrap up vaccines were you know starting up there um, but weren't readily available for too many people yet Um, Well, we weren't even sure
2: we we weren't even sure at that point whether we were eligible, like we thought, is there a chance that they're testing things new that the transplant team would say, you know, we're not recommending it. But of course, I don't know what I was thinking, because vaccines are vaccines and they're tested on people. And it's worse for someone in kidney failure with a transplant to get COVID. I don't know.
1: I mean, unless unless somehow something in this vaccine was had such a bad interaction with our meds mm-hmm. or something maybe than they would have, but I guess it wasn't, mm-hmm. an, there wasn't any sort of issues really. Cause like, for example, well, we're not really, we're not supposed to take like aspirin. Like there are certain things that, that mm-hmm. do interfere with our meds, but I guess through the testing of the vaccine, I just, you know, I've had these doctors for years, our kidney doctors, and I trust them. I know that they, if, if they knew the vaccine wasn't safe for kidney transplant patients, they wouldn't
2: allow us to. No. get it. they, they would tell us and we trust. Yes, we trust them. They're, they they are there are smart, a lot of smart people there without, at the uni, university hospital at the transplant unit. Those are smart people.
1: Without those, smarter
2: than, smarter than I am.
1: Without those doctors and science and stuff, you know, we'd both be dead here, so we wouldn't be doing the show. So,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just put it like so that. So anyway, but anyhow, that's
2: all. That's all we'll say about vaccines for now. They were just a part of the year, and I, I have to make and, note of that. But.
1: and I was, I was the lucky one, I guess, with them. They didn't really, I didn't really have much of a reaction, and you, you had a couple, couple. Not so great reactions from them, but you know, it is what it is, I guess.
2: I'm still alive.
1: So. That's just it. And that's the thing, too. A lot of people, everyone's like, oh, what about side effects from the, va- but what about side effects from COVID? Nobody, they don't seem to talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, enough, uh, enough talk. So I don't know. I'm trying to, I try to base it off of the year, sort of going an early year first, but I'm trying to think kind of back to, so I guess the main thing for me in the, in early 2021 was, I mean, still doing pre-records from home for both radio shows and um, and all that. But then the, the Canadian Federation of the Blind Convention, which we mentioned on last year's wrap-up, that it was uh, going to be virtual. So that was and kind we were of... in the
2: process of planning it at the time.
1: Very early, though. Like, at the end of yeah. 2020, it was... I think the process really started beginning in... Uh, it was more like march before we really started reaching out to people
2: well it gets really intense but yeah because we have to start months months before otherwise we would never get it done because uh, like you said it took us long enough to right. get in gear anyway so.
1: sometimes nope. it still feels to me though like you spend months you start months months before but you still don't really do much until it gets to be and that's the way i am in a lot of things in life it's like when something's close yeah then i get inspired to do it but when it's like three months away it's like you know it's a long time it's a while still but it's Still closer than you sometimes think or you're like you're not rushing because you're like, oh, we've got enough done at the meeting today. We'll talk again next week, but then you're like, oh shoot, it's already it's already March now. and we keep saying that. Maybe we should actually start reaching out to people
0: <sighs>
1: um because that's how it started to feel. Like I know it was like late March when I was I was really starting to reach out to people. and I was like, I'm telling them this is like barely a month away. It's like, this feels way last minute.
2: Well, we could have done started earlier then,
1: but it happens every year. <laughs> it never changes. <laughs> well,
2: it won't day. happen to us this year because we're not on the committee this year. We're not planning it.
1: So. Well, that was the thing I was going to mention, too, is that last spring was really good. It really did keep me, you know, gave me mm-hmm. something to focus on. And it was a great experience. I did a lot of the booking. So I reached out to to Humanware and um, Canadian Assistive great learning,
2: Tech. Great learning experience.
1: Yeah. And the, the, the Plan Institute, the sort of organization out in BC. So I reached out to quite a few organizations to help book it and... Carrie, you volunteered us for the hosts of the convention, which if anyone wants to hear more about the convention, we do have two Outlook episodes devoted to it that we uh, put together, summing up the whole convention. Um, so if you look back through our podcast feed, which I guess we could tell our listeners, our podcast, oh no, if they're listening to this, they would have found it, but it would look on Radio Probably. Western on all podcast services and I'm not great but at yeah, I... keeping up on the stuff, but, oh, sorry, oh. well, but, I uh, just... I've been talking too much, you do take over. <laughs>
2: that's because you're you're getting all loose with your one beer there
1: (laughs) yep i'm a lightweight so one one beer gets me a buzz
2: yeah well uh, the wind blows you around when it's a windy day uh i was just going to say that i i recommended us as hosts because i thought it would just be a good way for outlook to get out there a little bit as personalities like we host it so of course we knew the behind the scenes because we planned it but Sometimes the hosts don't plan. They're just the hosts. And, and you're just supposed to be the front-facing.
1: And it was, it is a, you know, we talked before, the Canadian Federation of the Blind is a really small organization and stuff. So you do end up having to do a lot of the jobs. It's like, you know, when you have few people doing something, you end up, it's like that's the kind of the case. I've actually heard a story yesterday on the CBC about nurses and stuff, how with COVID, they are not just doing What they did before, they have other jobs. They have to take over because there's just short-staffed, and then you have to fill in for Mm -hmm. jobs that aren't necessarily your main job. And that's that's the way it works when you're working in a small group, like with the CFB planning this convention. Was we were the hosts, but you know, we also did some of the booking, we did some of the you know sponsors and reaching out to people about that. And
2: um, I did social media, you know. Yeah, so you end
1: up doing like a lot of the jobs, and it was a great experience. But at the same point. It did take a lot of planning and energy, and it was a great success. We had, you know, around 70 people registered, and it was... I'm glad that you did volunteers for the hosts, care, because it was, it was good to do something where it was... You know, we were used to doing live on the radio before the pandemic. Obviously, since then, we'd done pre-records, but um, but it's still different when you're hosting an event, but it's still... It was good promotion for our show, but more, even more than that, it was just a good way to kind of get better at... Presenting and public speaking and all these things that we're trying to work on and and to be able to help mm-hmm. out, you know what we could do with with the CFB. We were and it, it's like anything. You know, I noticed like by the second day of this the convention, it was two days long. We were getting more and more comfortable and sounded more and more casual as it went along, mm-hmm. um, because we just got more comfortable with it. And but at the same point, it took so much energy. And and this year, we're just kind of trying to put devote our energy more to outlook and um, mm-hmm. and I have my other music show on Fridays, Chin Music. Which was a big thing for me in 2021. Um, which I'll yeah, I was going to
2: say that's probably your biggest thing from last year. I I would think if you had to pick one.
1: Yeah, because I commented on last year's wrap up as well that music is one thing that really got um, has helped me get through the pandemic. I mean, well, it just helps me get through life in general, but so a pandemic mm-hmm. is is no exception. And um, last year's was interesting because I was talking a lot about well, I talked about both, but I talked a lot about making music because right before last year's episode we recorded it i had released the Riker ep with my band um which is still up on bandcamp shameless plug rykermusic.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. um it's also on streaming services which i said last year it would be up but it, we got it up on streaming services i think early in 2021 maybe in january late january early february um mm-hmm. but one thing i didn't do with Riker, which i wanted to do is i was gonna try to promote it more like send it around to tons of radio stations and really try and market it but it's hard to to sell stuff then when it's music and then when it's your own music it's just it got kind of hard plus it was a lot of it was kind of written back in 2016 most of it so it was five years old so I just wasn't as excited about it and it's almost like I would have needed a marketing
2: you need your own publicist
1: yeah you almost need someone else to do it but the problem is unless you're a band that's touring or making enough money it's not really worth hiring a publicist you generally do that if you're so it's a, it's a it's a weird situation right it's like you almost need the publicist to get the word out but you don't really have the means to get the word out if you're not and hire a publicist publicist if you're not making money yeah. and stuff so i don't know i was I more know. just happy to honestly to get Riker out and release so it's available out in the world and it's once it's digital and it's out there it's out there so um but it's just interesting to look back on the year and realize you know what you kind of had in mind to do and what you didn't
2: Yeah. We'd also released our Christmas song, You and I, uh, at the end of 2020. So yeah, it was a lot about making music then. And I know you, we always talk that this year you want to get back to making it again a bit and practicing guitar every day and working on another song you and I have in in the works. And so it's always (laughs) well-meaning things get in the way.
1: Yeah. It's hard sometimes to stay motivated. Whereas, and I even have trouble with this because it's like anything I think in life that you do, you know, all the time or weekly or whatever. It's, some weeks are just going to be more of a struggle and stuff, but it's, it can be the same with my music show, but still over an overall, I, I still love that. Just discovering new music and hearing new sounds. And there was actually a, an article recently written about, um, that 70% of music consumption is old music. Like only 30% mm-hmm. of music listened to is new music these days that the majority of people are listening to their old favorites. Um, oh yeah,
2: people people know what they love and they like to hear it over and over. That's that's what people do with music.
1: Yeah, so it was an interesting article, but they just said it's it's that's the highest it's ever been that people are listening to older music than ever before. Um, mm. And again, these are all sort of weird things. Like, and that is why I do what I do because I you know when I hear that type of stuff, I'm just like that's seems ridiculous. There's so much good music out there, and people are listening to stuff from 50 years ago. But at the same point, it also ties into the music industry and. You know, I went to music industry arts and and stuff, but music industry it's it's something else. Carrie that came up a bit in twenty twenty one with the job related stuff and just the pandemic has really made me think a lot more about money and 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 all that. And I realize it's something that we need in the world, but it's like music too. It's like music is art and it's creativity, and I just don't think that mixes with an industry. And this, the music industry has always been these days they're more conservative than ever as far as like giving any band a chance or anything compared to like back in the day, they would take risks with bands more. Whereas now it's, it's very um, it's even more limited because it's, it's just, it still ends up coming down to money at the end. And
2: yeah, they're taking a risk on your music. And if they don't think your music will sell, they don't want to bet on you. Then they probably, then they won't. It's the same thing in the, in the writing and publishing industry. Right? Oh, you you can't we can't publish that book by you. We already have a t- book about that. That won't make us any money, and that's the sad truth of it.
1: But the thing about it is, is the is the the positive to that all is that I've never followed the music industry in, in the mainstream, and if you know, if anything, in the last twenty years, the internet's you know brought in a birth to more music than ever. That's also doesn't need that middleman. They don't need labels. They don't need you don't need nope. that anymore. Bandcamp is the best you know, in my opinion, the best ever independent distributed um, distributor of uh, independent music of all time, like the best independent distributing label ever, because it's anyone can just mm-hmm. post their music there without any label or anything. And, um, you know, it's harder to measure that type of stuff in the, for the music industry. So who yeah. knows with those types of articles, but it just gets you thinking. And that's, you know, just one of the reasons that I love doing my music show. And just, I just finished up my third favorites from 2021 shows. I do that at the end of the year with my music show where I go back through all my playlists from the year and write down all the new releases I played throughout the entire year. And then I pick, you know, ones that stood out. Obviously, I couldn't, can't cover them all, but I did three full shows. The most recent one was three and a half hours because there was just so much from last year and I covered 105 <laughs> releases and I still had, you know, I could have done 105 more, but got to move on to Goodness. 2022 because there's more music. I already have a list carry of like over 100 things to check out from this that are coming out this year or other things I just wrote down that.
2: Well, I know you don't like to play a bunch of stuff over. The point is the new music, introducing people to things they haven't heard of, and you'd like to keep that sort of the way it is, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's show, also, so.
1: in my opinion, too, it's, again, I'm also just not big on repeating stuff over and over, and it's not that I never will, but back in the day, you know, you you didn't really have access to music, so you kind of had to hear the radio, whereas now, if someone likes mm-hmm. something, they can go stream it all they want, anytime they want, so why would I just play the same song every week if someone mm-hmm. can he- go look it up, you know, and then
2: anyway yeah, yeah no I get, I get the mandate i get the mandate for chin music totally
1: you know me I it's get your mandate that, but i don't know i have I know. other things to say about chin music but i i don't know why i always feel like this care but i always feel like i talk more than you so do you want to <laughs> take a break from chin music but then i'll come back because i want to talk about guest request sets and you your appearance too
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean
1: but let's move on to something about you for a minute
2: well, I was trying to think of what all went on in in twenty twenty one twenty twenty one, and i i did a I did have a lot of uh, work. It was a pretty good year for me that way, that way, and and it's a lot of writing and sort of liter- literature and and diversity.
1: Well, you turned you turned twenty seven. Work the big twenty seven <laughs> in twenty twenty
2: one. I remember being twenty seven. I was in a totally different place in my life. Uh, not thirty. I'm not not twenties. Not 37. I will be 38 in a few weeks. But, yeah, I know, we each turn a different age in every year. I won't really mention that. That's not that exciting. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was
2: funny. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just had my head down and did a lot of work. And, again, if we're talking about things that matter to us last year, uh, Their Plant Eyes, a, a Personal and Cultural History of Blindness by Dr. Leona Godan. That's what, that book came out in June, and we had a lot of inf- interviews with her, and I did, a, I did a written one for the Rumpus, which I, it was always on my list of places to submit to. It's a literary journal that, if you aren't in the writing world, you might not have heard of it. You probably haven't heard of it. You hadn't heard of it before, had you, before I, last year? Nope. But I'd been following them for a while, because I knew... I was, you know, as a writer for years, I've been looking around to see different places I could get my writing published. And so I always had that on my list. And it's got a bit of a, a bit of gravitas to it, uh, that literary journal. Uh, but I wasn't expecting to get in there last year. But I, I pitched them with an interview with the author for this book. And yeah, they I'm glad they wanted it because it's st- stuff that needs to be seen everywhere, including literary journals. So yeah. that was a big part, big part of my year last year. Like I spent a lot of, I had a lot of, um, not sleepless, nights, but you know what I mean? Trying to put that together and feeling like I still some sort of, uh, you know, imposter syndrome or something.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I think that, you know, deserves a big congratulations for that interview you had published in, in the rumpus because I just, you know, I remember that it, the day that it finally came out in, uh, was that late July that it? Or no, August. no came I think it was out, August, right?
2: Uh, yeah, the, one of the final days of August.
1: I think it was the same day in August, actually, going back to Chim Music, that um, the, the DJ that I admire, and it's definitely the biggest influence for me, who we were talking about earlier briefly with the marathon that we submitted a song for, was John Solomon. And I think that was the same day that he um, listened to my radio show for the first time. Actually, let's <laughs> quick to mention that mm. during his shows, um, he hosts his From Home, which I find is so cool, like live, but From Home um we don't have that set up here in london unfortunately I've, I've done pre-records or i've gone into the studio um for a few months at the end of the year when things were a bit better but anyway he does his live from home which i find is kind of cool but anyway he has a he has a chat during his show which was kind of a neat thing that i got into in 2021 a bit i don't go i don't join it every week but while his show's on he just has an online chat where all the listeners of the show can come in and chat about music or just what they're eating because this show happens at dinner time um it was kind yeah, of it's a fun. community it's funny the one time in the summer i ordered some really good indian food um it was like cauliflower and some sort of curry and i just i ordered it and then i just uh, the descri- restaurant had a great description of the dish i ordered so i just pasted that in the chat <laughs> and right after he went back to mike rick he read off that description <laughs> It's because it it's made it sound so good right the way a restaurant writes up a description about a dish mm-hmm. um so that was just funny but But anyway, somehow in that group at one point, you know, I didn't go in there. I wasn't, I want to just fit in. I'm not the type to jump in and like make it all about me and talk about everything. But at some point I mentioned, it just came up naturally that I had, I was busy working on my show or I previewed this song earlier actually for my show. And and then he chimed in he's like, oh, you have a show. And I just told him the time and that was back in maybe May or something. And he said, I'll add it to my reading list on my Mac um, to check it out. But then, you know, I was like, I don't know, will he, he, when will he, who knows? But then yeah. in July August care, I think it was the same day that your Leona thing got published. <laughs> um, he sent me an email right after my show and said, I tuned in at one twenty, I caught the last forty minutes of your show and um, so I don't know, that was just a big moment for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, a favorite writer of yours, like if Lucy Maud Montgomery wrote a book and she like wrote a glowing review of it or something, like <laughs> I don't know if that's
2: possible. Yeah, no, we, we all have people we look up to that we... Is Lucy Mott? That are,
1: she's not... A, she's still around? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, she's I been, guess she couldn't write a review of your book, but She's been dead for like,
2: she's been dead for like 40 years, okay. uh, 40 years. She's been...
1: <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> you're laugh.
2: confusing me up. She's been dead for 80 years.
1: Oh, carry numbers again. Mm. Carry back to her numbers on this episode. 40, 80, same thing. <laughs>
2: I don't see much of a difference.
1: <laughs> We're talking about uh, it. it all blends together anyway.
2: Mm. But no, I totally get that. That you know, he's your I don't know what word to use. I always <laughs> hero It's Yeah, like, I don't know. It's none, a of weird the, none, thing. Of, none of the words I like because it is an interesting dynamic when you have somebody that you sometimes you know them, sometimes you know of them, sometimes they know you casually, sometimes you'll never meet them but they matter to you because they're doing something that that you would like to be doing or that you and it's a, that you find
1: it's a it's an admiration but it's not you know I don't and again anyone can sort of get sucked into that a bit but I don't look at people like I really try not to you know I realize he's a very mild mannered just chill guy so I don't put him up on this big pedestal like oh my god he's this like you know he is just a a human that you know discovers Music that he likes and plays on the radio. Like, it's nothing major. It's just, I don't know. I just think to you it is. I know, but I think it's, I just don't think it's great to put people up on too high of a thing because really at the end of the day, they're Mm -hmm. just people that care about something and work hard at it. And, Mm -hmm. um, but it is just nice to find that connection in the community that I can join the chat and just sort of chime in here and there. And of course, yeah, I don't know these people well. I don't know them in person, but get to recognize them the more you're around and he remembers my Mm -hmm. name and it's just kind of neat. But, but no, back to your interview though, I was just super proud of you. Cause I do remember care you calling me when you were in the midst of working on it. And it's quite the overwhelming thing. Like, cause there's just so much information and even re- just reading the book and not having to do an interview or produce a written piece like that. I was a little overwhelmed, just great book, but just so much info. So when you do an interview and it has to be so many words and you know, I helped you record a zoom call with her and it was like two and a half hours and you had to edit that down to a print interview. So I imagine it was a stressful time for you but you know you you pushed through and you know almost didn't make it at one point but you kept pushing through cuz you, you deep down you knew you wanted to do it you wouldn't have given up I know and
2: Well that's the thing it mattered so much to me that I didn't want to let anybody down you know I felt like I, w- I had a responsibility to help promote Leona's book and that's not my job I I don't do it for everything everywhere but in this one instance I wanted to I wanted to help have a have a positive push for people to hear about this book so I wanted to do that and so yeah there was a lot of pressure like I said the literary journal has a lot of rules because it's it's quite a fancy literary journal and so there was a lot that I was I had writing on it and but it, it's a good lesson for those moments when I feel like I want to give up on something and I mean, you can't. Sometimes you do need to let something go and give up on something. I don't like the attitude that everything needs to be pushed through, no matter what. But for things that matter, I think it it shows you what it, what it's like when you push through that, and then you can look back on it and be proud that you did and that you didn't just give up because it was hard. and And so I'm I'm glad that I did that.
1: Yeah, that was great. On the rumpus. I think is that
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: If you look up Carrie Kajewski, uh, we can maybe post the link again in the notes, podcast notes. But um, yeah, that's just a great, a really great uh, piece of writing out there. A great interview. I mean, I know it's an interview. It's a little different than standard writing a, a piece, but it's still... it's
2: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my writing, right? Like, I mean, it was my questions and I had to get shaped and shape them a little bit to fit the format of the interview. But it was mostly her words, but it just, it took me to all the work of, like you said, breaking it down and picking out what's important and creating a, a bit of a story within an interview so that people, you know, get the most out of it they can when they read it.
1: But that that ties back again to my radio show in that, just the way you talked about how when it's something you truly believe in and you and you really want to do it, it's the same with my radio show where there's weeks where I'm just like, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling it this week. I just don't know if I can do it. But, you know, aside from the odd chance where, occasion, like you said, occasion, we do just need a break or we need to take a week off or we need to have a bit of space. But usually, it's just I just gotta push through, and then once I'm done and it does air, then I'm it just I feel great when I actually hear it and it's complete and it's done. So sometimes it's just during the process of something you feel so overwhelmed occasionally or like, oh, I don't know if I can. F- this off but if it's something you really want to do you do end up pushing through and then once it's done and you look back on it you're like well i'm glad i you know kept kept at it and, and got it done so mm-hmm. but uh just for your info here yeah, so, we're uh yeah we're about coming up on an hour in here we're about 53 and a half minutes in so just to get well, i was just gonna have time.
2: I, I was gonna sum up that you know the first part of the year was i was pretty focused on convention stuff yeah we both were. then so then by the time that rolled around in May, and then that was behind me again, then the summer was basically Leona's book. It came out in June 1st. I got an early advance copy because I was reviewing it. I read it. I made notes. I spoke to the the, the author. I, I, pu- I got published with it. You know, we did Outlook episodes on it. So it sort of took up a lot of the second half of 2021. And again, we'll continue to talk about it. I'll talk about it whenever I can, whenever it fits in, in into my life going forward, but it was just a real push there when it was released, and I hope it continues to to get read out there because it's great. So that was most of my summer, pretty much, and...
1: Yeah, so what else? I'm trying to think what else happened really in the summer. I, things again with COVID did, like they, they generally do during the warmer months, Calm down quite a bit in the summer, so I did get out, you know, I went to my friends place out in the country there during the summer um
2: yeah that's nice that you had there somewhere like that to go
1: i did get a couple of more jams in um unfortunately earlier in the early in the years in the year one of our band members left from uh saturn rings the other the newer band i was in due to covid nonsense and beliefs that didn't line up with ours and and all that so kind of a bit of an influx but we did get a couple jams in um after that without without this member in the band so i did a bit of that in the warmer months not too many jams though at your place i think just a few Mm -hmm. maybe like two or three
2: and we saw a lot of we saw family again so like our brother and his family we got to see them we went to the beach the sand hills which we had an episode of outlook talking about a place we went growing up a lot these giant sand hills. yeah
1: that was quite between the the parking
2: between the parking lot and the beach
1: Yeah, so we did get to see them, and then they came actually again for for another night. They came, they stayed overnight. Like our nieces and nephews stayed overnight a couple times. Yeah, they
2: they stayed with their grandparents for three nights, maybe I think.
1: And then they came again um, a couple weeks after that, didn't they? Yep. Um, So we did. Yeah, we did get to see them. I mean, we did see them that last year a couple times. You and I, we went um, with our parents up to visit them. But between September,
2: between September of 2020 and like May or something of 2021, we didn't see them at all. And that's weird for us. And they just change so fast at the ages they're at now, right? Um, so it's, it's, well, they're 8 and 11 right now, I think, 8 and 11. And so right next time you see them, if a whole sort of school year has gone by, you missed a lot. And yeah, it's a they bit different, have,
1: like you say, when it's an adult where it's like, you know, Everyone changes, but generally, you know, if I were to see you and not see you for a year, like you're not going to change that much as far as, whereas when you're a kid, things are so much fast, so fast, like within a short period.
2: And also the one thing we did get to do was even though we didn't see our, our brother for that long, we got to have a nice catch up on zoom with him and our sister Kim back in February of 2021. And that was just hanging out on, on zoom late into a Friday night, which was new for us.
1: Yeah, I mean that started actually as a as an outlook as work, quote unquote for yeah. our for our show outlook because we did decided to do this family day and um, get together with them, which was fun to have them on the show and talk but about it, it evolved, But then
2: it evolved into just a sibling chat after we hit stop. Even recording. though sometimes
1: after we were when we were having the sibling chat, I kept kind of thinking like
2: we should have recorded this
1: too. <laughs> to some of it would have been cool on the show.
2: I know, but some, or I should have just some, left a
1: recording without telling anyone because then nobody would have well, known, you... and then I could have used. It. Here's, got the the trick a, first, but.
2: here's the trick about recording things is that it gets to be like, yeah, did, did they know we're recording and you, yeah. miss, you sometimes you get good stuff when you're not, when people don't know you're recording, they're a little less nervous or whatever, but you can't do that. And then once they know the vibe changes anyway, and
1: so well, we
2: just have to be okay with what we get.
1: I wouldn't do that fairly, but with, with my family, I would do it. I would just, I would just have to explain them. I would say... To Paul and Kim, I would say I found this clip. I left it recording. If, you know, if they didn't want me to use it, I wouldn't, obviously. I'm not going to use something without someone's permission.
2: I know. But as soon as people start thinking, like, as soon as people think, are you, you're always recording me, like you could be recording me all the time now. It's, I don't know. just feels, I know we, growing up, we use tape recorders all the time. And I think on the, so we're going to end this episode with a clip from when I had my transplant and most families don't record, but you did. And I think there was one clip on there of our sister, Kim being like, okay, turn off the recorder now. (laughs)
1: well yeah i mean i I assume like 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 you say when we were kids and we had the tape recorder all the time but i just don't think these days we do that that much and if it's our well no no kids out in the hall kids in the hall kids in the hall (laughs) canadian show there for any of our non-canadian
2: it's pretty had a bit of a cult cult following yeah it
1: had some popularity i think elsewhere in the u.s and stuff probably but definitely a smaller mm kind of cult following but um
2: anyway anyway, we always think that there's tons that had to have happened in a year and i I know we didn't want to get to two hours so i'm not saying we are wrapping up the second but i think yeah not quite you know we don't have to we don't have to worry that we're not gonna there's so much we need to talk about all of it
1: no i know we want to keep this casual it's a monday afternoon here on january 31st 2022 so just kind of trying to get back into the week we actually took this week off of outlook Play to a repeat uh, Braille Literacy Canada. Another interview we did early last year on the show with um, two members of the great organization here in Canada. So um, yeah. we re- played that today as a repeat on the final day of Braille Literacy Month and figured we would record a casual episode of Ketchup on Pancakes to um, post on the feed this week. So it's been kind of nice mm-hmm. to just chill out and, and do that. But yeah, I don't know, the summer I also had London Arts. I talked about them last year. They're... Organization in London that um, pays performers to you know grow the art scene and get more people involved. But this year we only had one gig. Um, we only we which mm-hmm. was still good in August. We had a pretty good gig. We uh, you know my friend Andrew, actually the drummer that I jam with that I mentioned earlier, not by name earlier, but anyway, he came um, to watch uh, Trusty Fox, the other band I'm in, and so it was nice that he was there. And my friend uh, Kevin, who I mentioned, who's out in the country, he came with. With his, uh, with his boyfriend to, to watch. And it was just, it was a nice, it was a nice night. But the year before, back in 2020, we were lucky. We got like, I think it was like four or five London Arts gigs. Um, but they've been they've been putting, like hiring on a, quite a few new performers, I think. So they want to give everyone a chance. Um, mm-hmm. But so that was another thing that for the summer, it was good to get out and, and play one night um, outside. It was, a, it was actually an evening. So it was starting to get kind of dark by the time we were done and... It was a it was a neat experience, actually, doing that.
2: Yeah, sorry I missed that one.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that was one you but did. But
2: I can't that. come to all of them, I guess. So.
1: No, we started out last year's wrap-up with the Christmas music that we did do at Christmas London Arts Live in 2020, and that one you were at, so mm-hmm. you know, you've made your appearances, but... Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, I like I said, I got a lot of I got a lot of sensitivity reader jobs, and we're gonna hopefully do an episode on Outlook uh, this year, explaining in more in depth what that is because I mentioned it in passing a lot on the show, and so I'm mentioning it here now too. But most people don't know what it is, and I can get into whole explanation, but I suggest maybe you Google it. It's just I get to read books, which I love, and then these authors, mostly who aren't blind who've decided to write about blindness in some way for whatever reason. Um, And I'm glad they have. There's this whole discussion about whether sighted people should continue to write blind characters. But as a writer, I don't want to see this happen where none of us can write about anything that's not our own personal experience. So I believe in, in helping them do, do it, do it right with their writing, but my consultation on the project. So I got, multiple jobs last year, and so I just get to read books, and one of them came out in September. That one is a children's book, but I'm so proud to have my name on that, Uh, and it's called My City Speaks, and it's put out by Kids Can Press from Toronto. I'm glad you brought that one
1: up because you mentioned, you didn't mention anything about the book, I don't think, but you mentioned Kids Can Press on last year's show, so did you know about this book then?
2: Yeah, so I had done the work in way...
1: You don't quite remember. You are w- talking about timing and when yeah. things happened. It's hard to probably remember. I'd have
2: to look. I'd have to look. But again, I tried to look back and I always make reports, but I can't seem to find that one. That was my f- first real job that I got. I just came across the call where the, the publisher was looking for someone who's blind to review their children's book.
1: But that would have been and sometime in 2020?
2: Yeah, it was sometime in 2020, sometime after the pandemic hit. I remember, but right. I don't remember which month. But I knew it wasn't going to come out till September of 2021. So I knew there was a big gap between the work I did on it. I think it was probably the summer of 2020 I did. Nice. So I knew there would be a gap, and so I had a, I had a wait, a bit of a wait there. And so when it came out, and they sent me contributor copies, one of them has braille in it. They got it. They worked with Nell's National Network for Equitable Library Service and the publisher to make it accessible and. I think all every library, every school library should have one copy of that in Braille in their collection personally, but that's not my job to get these books out there so much but I am doing it in a sort of non-professional way. but I have the bookshelf book on my bookshelf right now and it's just it's just great to see more of more diversity in our literature. Yeah so that was a big part of my year in 2021. And I, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the new year to keep that up and to surpass that and get more just as much work or more than you got last year. And it's it's a bit of a pressure. But
1: But the thing about a new year is new opportunities come up sometimes or things that you don't even expect that aren't related to something. So in one way, it's like, yeah, you want to build on those other things. And you're like, where's the more work in this area? But you never know what other things could come up or what other type of work. But yeah, hopefully you definitely do get some more sensitivity reading. I'm sure you will. Sometimes it comes faster than others and
2: and Well, jumping back and forth from what we did last year to what we want to do this year or things we have in mind is like I would like to get a website up. I'm just doing it right now through Facebook groups, finding these calls and reaching out that way. And it would be great to have one place, a website where people could find me online to see what I offer. And that just takes a lot of work. So we'll see. But yeah.
1: See you. Where we're at with that, where you're at with that in 2023. Mm-hmm. Still feels almost weird saying 2022 sometimes. I know. i used to the times that I know. In, But um but... I
2: think I'm going to soon jump to what's I'm expecting. <laughs> maybe I didn't give enough of my year last year, maybe, but...
1: Well, I have a few things, more things I want to mention. All right. Gary sounds upset, but...
2: No, i just... Tough luck, here. I'm not going to push things that I don't have to say just to say them, so...
1: Well, talk just, more. I'm just thinking again back to the early in the year when we really we really did so much with with Outlook. like we we did our 100th episode oh, spectacular of Outlook in 2021 and I think if we do a wrap up of the year and we don't mention that I think that that's you know that was a pretty big thing because you came over for nights and nights and we were we put 100 <laughs> clips together and it was such a pro I'm really glad we did it. I think it was actually really great but it was a lot of work. I had to import all 100 episodes one at a time. Into the show, mm-hmm. we had, to, into Pro Tools, I mean, and I had to jump through to find a clip to use, and um, <laughs> we got better at it as we went along, because eventually we were just like, we'll just pick a clip, but we don't have to sit, we don't want to spend too much time on each one, but
2: a 100- hundred, well, you and I, you and I are known, unknown known for, it's hard to make decisions sometimes, so I just, you had to, otherwise it would have gone yeah, on and on and on. I just had
1: to pick it up, and pick it up and, and go for it, but, um, speaking no, of. No, I, I would,
2: I would definitely talk about Outlook all day here, because that was a, big thing in my year not all day i just I want to mention a couple of the
1: quick highlights
2: i do a lot of work with it and uh hopefully more this year
1: um so that was that was the big one and then the the two-parter convention one that was another one that we really put a lot of time into and really made some uh some good work with that i thought really turned out great um we made some interesting connections in 2021 um this guy from peterborough that you you connected with last year which was was interesting um and he was at our convention and blown away really contributed a lot to the convention so that was interesting um just yeah a lot a lot with outlook we have 145 shows done now so we're really picking it up no with it's
2: outlook. it's always great to meet new people because you're just going to expand your your knowledge about the world and what other people live like and who they are and...
1: yeah so i don't know if he's listening but Shouts out to Justin if he is listening (laughs) Um, out of Peterborough also has a show called disenabled. Um, So similar top talking about disabilities. He's also blind. So it's just, it is cool to make more connections like that. And um, especially in Ontario, we've, you know, try to expand more in our province here.
2: Yeah. We know a lot of people on the West coast who are doing things with advocacy and blindness, but.
1: Um, And then I don't know. I just think we should, we shouldn't really do a year without mentioning the, the First Nations stuff. Obviously not not a great stuff yeah. happening in the year. Well yeah,
2: going back going back to the news, things in the news and things happening culturally in Canada, I hope there's a shift. There should have been one. It should never had to take place. And but yeah, so you know, it's important to talk about it. I, I saw a really great episode of
1: Can't remember the name
2: sorry sorry i'm blanking uh, on cbc every thursday night they have like a news kind of like a 60 minutes like a news program a news program show and so a couple of weeks ago they did a really good a really good s- segment on a specific school and what the kids who went there know about what it was like there and the, all the yeah last year they started finding you know mass graves these are grave sites these are graveyards and they weren't always given the what you know, enough respect and, and placement and the way they were treated. This was all done in secret and Canada has a lot to a lot to make up for. And it's not easy, but we're gonna keep doing that. So hopefully that is something that happened last year and we'll continue on. And it's important, like you say, when we can find indigenous creators making music, you you play some on your show sometimes. You know, we ought to highlight the good things that people are doing that the positive things that are making community strong and, and and not always focus on the hard things, but it, with one, you can't do the other. So.
1: Yeah, it was just a, it was tough stuff to find out. Cause again, it's one of those things in Canada where you, you know, growing up, it's just not something I heard about much. And I, we learned like a little bit about that stuff in school, but not, not much and not, not enough, not enough that really I remembered. And so just, mm-hmm. you know, finding all this stuff out and it's, You kind of knew in the back of your mind, but it wasn't, you know, talked about like it has been in 2021 with these, discovering these, these, these sites of, of these, Mm -hmm. these burials and stuff. And it's just, it's it's terrible stuff, but it's something we have to face as, as people. So,
2: and of course we need to face that all over North America, right? Like the U.S. needs to face it. They had schools too. They had,
1: you know, even like Australia, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a, a, a lot of countries they've had, they had Indigenous people there before they were taken over by settlers and stuff, and, and it's just it's, and
2: it's, it comes down to the white settlers like like us feeling a bit of guilt in there in there, and, and we can't make it about us. I mean, within ourselves, we can address that you feel it, and that you know you've personally didn't set out and hurt anybody, but at the same point, we have to realize as the, as the white people here in this situation, the call, you know white people from Europe, like us, like our ancestors, did come here and colonize this land that was already lived on. And these were people who were living with the environment and they still know it best. And we need to sort of, you know, deviate to them on on, on certain matters there because they've respected the land long before a lot of white people came in and sort of trashed it. Oh, now there's a horn in my background.
1: Ooh. Beep, beep, beep.
2: I didn't mean to change the subject so abruptly, but it just yeah. mm-hmm. popped into my ears. Well, yeah. It's... So, yeah, that, that was one of the big things in the news and in Canadian society What's, that happened um, in 2021.
1: There's a podcast you talked about that I really need to check out that ha- like, really good Indigenous perspective. What was that called again? Or is, do you not remember either? <laughs> You're sorry, yeah, I, now you Sorry, I don't mean to you put you on brought
2: it up because in this moment, I don't, I forget.
1: Well. Can you cut No, I'm not cutting anything out of this episode. Carrie, take it easy over there. I always do a lot of editing. I don't want to sit and listen back to this whole episode. But it's okay. It comes down to the fact that we're both getting older and we get more forgetful. So I've been noticing that more and more where it's like, I just can't think of what this is called or I don't remember what this is called.
2: Yeah, I was listening to it last summer. It was a really great one put out by CBC Podcasts here in Canada. And it was every episode, they would take a different word that's become colonized and they would interview indigenous people from mostly the quebec new brunswick labrador area and they would get their take on what those words mean and what they mean to the indigenous communities and how they've been sort of tampered with and 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 made so they had episodes like one about this stuff called bana i think bana is a food that indigenous people eat and oh you're talking they bannock eat it, Bannock, bread, yes. The... Sorry, I'm hearing, I heard um, uh, the, uh, the rerun of our Braille Literacy oh, Canada. Oh, Bannock, that's the
1: Braille Literacy Canada. Or Braille Organization, not the, the North American. Braille Authority
2: one. of North America. Right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah.
1: Bannock. B A N O C K, I think, or B A N O C K. Bannock. You,
2: did, you didn't try that, did you?
1: Yeah, when I uh, was visiting my oh, okay. ex girlfriend out, out west, her mom made Bannock a couple times and really good, mm-hmm. fresh out of the oven, like just a fresh tasting bread. Yeah,
2: like a flatbread, or?
1: No, it's really, it's quite thick and. I don't know. I can't so quite remember. Is it,
2: thic- is it thicker than our pancakes? I've just never felt it, so I don't know. I have to look it up. I don't remember. Well, you you ate it. I just thought maybe you'd felt it. I, I just... I've never eaten it or even seen it. And so that's why one of the episodes introduced us to that word, and I hadn't even heard of it. And then other ones used, took words... Uh, like savage and different things and sort of explain the origin of these words. And a lot of them we think are acceptable because they've just been in our society for so long, but we don't know the roots of things. And so it was just fascinating as a writer to hear the perspective of, of these people and their, and their thoughts on words. And because I believe words have power. Definitely.
1: Yeah. That podcast sounds just sounded really interesting. So we'll, uh, well, we'll try and dig that up and post it in the podcast notes for anyone listening right now, if they want to find it. Um,
2: I also saw a really great series on TV Ontario, which is our local sort of provincial TV channel, called Unsettled. And that was like a, a fictional show about this couple in Toronto. They're Indigenous, but um, they move back to the woman's northern reserve that her parents live on that she was taken away from in the 60s scoop. And the family's trying to reconcile and she's trying to get back into her culture. And, of course, we see what life's like and we see how reserve politics works and all that stuff. And so I found that really a great show. That's why I'm so grateful we have that channel here in Ontario. I'm not sure where else it broadcasts. I know it's on the Internet. If you just type in unsettled TV or unsettled show, um, you'll find it. But, yeah, no, there was a lot of great discoveries on media and podcasts and, and TV and music. And, sure, of course, people we met.
1: But yeah, it's almost like 2020, you know, that's when the pandemic hit and there was sort of the beginning of the year, there wasn't the pandemic really in our, uh, our faces like this and then it hit. So it's almost like 2020 or 2020 sort of has more of a, there's something about it that stands out, whereas 2021, it was, there was a lot that happened, but it does sort of blend together as far as the months and and picking mm-hmm. up what happened when. But um, I just yeah. want to, I do want to go back to my music show, <laughs> if you can tell as you're listening that. It is definitely my main sort of obsession and passion for sure.
2: Well, I know you're glad that you got a lot of people reaching out and a lot of people found it and listened and a lot of musicians that you helped promote were grateful and you created, you, you know, developed a bit of a...
1: Well, it's sometimes still hard to tell kind of how many people actually listen because you know, you share something on oh, Facebook and you get a like or you get someone reaching out because you tag, like I, what I do is I post... The shows on Facebook, which I really got back at doing in 2021, more so in, by July and August, I really got back into it, whereas for quite a while there during the pandemic, I wasn't really posting the shows online every week, and I wasn't keeping up on it, but I, I did catch up all 200 and, well, I have to still put 201 up, but I hit my 200th episode actually um, just this year, so that doesn't really fit into 2021 wrap-up, but um, anyway, mm-hmm. all the previous episodes are up online, but but um, I really got back into keeping up on that, but and that's the thing about a radio show, right? You never know how long people listen, who listens when. But that's the exciting part, too, is that you're not always getting that feedback. You don't always know. But it's more about just spreading the word and getting it known about. And then you never know who might tune in. Like, you know, I brought up my that DJ, John Solomon, tuning in. Like, you just never know. But I've defi- I have definitely noticed in 2021, I had the most people reaching out than ever before. Um, I think with the pandemic, I had a... Um, a publicist reach out or promoter, whatever you'd you'd call him from, from BC that said during the pandemic, he lost touch with a lot of program directors and, and music directors who he would talk to before. So he was just looking around on Facebook and came across my show. And so he reached out with a band that he was in and he's a publicist for other bands. So he's since then he's, you know, now that I'm added to his mailing list, he'll send me out anytime there's a new release that comes out or is coming out um, and send me like all the press and promos and stuff. But then there's other yep. other people, you know. I tagged a couple other musicians in my post that I played on the show, and they reached out right away and kind of said, "Thanks so much for playing me. How did you find find my music? Because you know, a lot of these people are obscure and they're curious. Like, how did you, <laughs> how did some dude out of London, Ontario, Canada come across this band well, out we're of still, Georgia? Like,
2: we're still curious how people find us for Outlook, right? So well, that's
1: just it, and that's why it's something that always fascinates me how someone comes across something. I don't know. I just, I'm always interested in what. You know, it's
2: because there's so much out there, like yeah. I say, I can't, I can't even remember the name of a, an excellent podcast because I've heard so many I since know, then. It's so
1: tough to, <laughs> to keep track of, and it's just this information overload that we, I know, we all experience these days. Um, so I just had so many people reaching out, in like bands, like recently I had this band Swansea Sound who I played their Christmas song on that Christmas show I mentioned earlier, and they reached out. Um, the one of the members from the band reached out and uh, named Amelia and said, "Thanks so much for." for playing our song, and and I'll send you the download, for, or I'll send you MP3s for our album that came out last year, and here's MP3s for a compilation that's not out yet, can you only, please only play these two tracks, the other ones aren't released yet, but she still sent me them, so I can hear them before anyone else, and and then a few days later, I got another message from this this member in the band saying, you know, I have this album from a band before I thought I would send along as well, and it's just, it's so nice, of course, you know, I support as much music as I can, but just all the promotion. It's great when someone sends me their sends music and especially when it's good stuff. And it just makes it feel so worth it. Um, but then one other thing I really want to bring into on the show is this new segment I came up with in 2021 called guest request sets um, mm-hmm. it sort of happened just authentically in January, right at the beginning of 2021. I guess maybe I should have talked about this in the beginning, but um, someone I hadn't talked to in quite a while that I knew on and off from school and stuff growing up. I actually kind of knew of him since grade three, but um, reached out because he'd heard Riker, the EP I just released, um, and was talking to me on Messenger, and then we had a phone call, and he was just saying that he really loved Riker, and he asked, he's like, have you played that on your show? And I was always kind of weird to play my own stuff on my own show because there's so many other bands I like to promote. Um, and then, I don't know, I think he, he made some sort of joke, or somehow it sort of came up, and then I was, I just thought it was like, Maybe if you came came on my show and then you could play it, uh, and then that sort of evolved into this idea. I was like, oh, maybe I should have you on, and you could pro you could request. You know, sometimes when you go on a show, you get one song you request. I was like, you know what? That's not really good enough to get a feel for someone's taste. How about you program two sets, and I program the other two sets, and then you know I have you on during the mic breaks to chat banter about the music and talk about your influences and you know whatever you want to talk about. So. It kind of just sprung sprung off from there, and I had my friend Adam on in January there and uh, pre-recorded. Yes,
2: a, a great idea.
1: From home, but did that, and then I had six more in uh, throughout the year, other uh, friends, and my brother, the, who we've been talking about, or our brother, I guess I, I should say. You're my One sister. of your musical
2: influences.
1: Yeah, growing up, he was a big influence on me, being seven years older and sort of having those connections through his friends to discover all this music. So I had him on, and yeah, just... Six other people, like seven total in 2021. And then the final one, carry was was you. So that was interesting. And that's actually the final development of the year that I really think of was on October 1st. Yeah, it's a 1st, good place
2: to sort of, sort of wrap things up a little bit here. But yeah, that's how we rounded out the year.
1: On October 1st, I went back into the studio. And this was something I'd been out of the studio since March of 2020, pre-recording all that time. And that's when case, you know, numbers were pretty low. We had our vaccines. I just got my third shot. Um, mm-hmm. and they were allowing people to come back in the studio. So it just kind of happened on a whim that morning. I was like, I was all ready with my show and I was like, I'm just going to come in today. And then since then we'd started doing a mix of both, but some outlooks back in the studio as well. And kind of just made for an interesting final three months of the year. As of January, we've been, uh, back doing pre-records again, cause they closed things up with Omicron and things going up. But now as we're recording this, they're loosening restrictions again and. I'm probably gonna go back this Friday to do chin music from the studio. So we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next month or so. If things, you know, continue to stay good or if they get worse again, we don't know. But it was just yeah. kind of nice to
2: Well, you know what? I'm trying to remember the last time I was on a roller coaster, but then I'm like, wait, I think I we kind of already are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't this, this whole thing
2: just feel like a roller coaster?
1: Well, it is just that back and forth and it's it's all about adapting, which is it's it is what it is, but it's just that It does get a little bit difficult and you can understand how hard it could be on kids, but kids are quite also quite resilient and you do, Mm -hmm. you know, manage with what you can, but it is the back and forth. that is tough, but that's, I had
2: a hard, I had hard years in school too. And so of course it affects you. These will be the generation that grew up with, with COVID pandemic during their school year, school years. That's a big thing.
1: But Carrie, just going back to your request sets, um, so I don't know if you heard the, the, the terrible news, but Mighty Mighty, T- Mighty Mighty Boss Tones broke up. What? I just read that <laughs> yesterday on Facebook. Um,
2: Two pieces of breaking news on this episode. This- Trudeau has COVID again, and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones have broken up.
1: Because Carrie's a big ska fan. She played some ska on the show. And so Mighty Mighty Boss Tones actually came up recently. We were talking about it after the show with the, the, the music director there.
2: Da-da, um, da-da-da-da-da da 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 Ska. <laughs> it's funny.
1: But no, you actually, you didn't play the boss tones. I'm just, I'm joking. But you did play the some ska. The impression
2: that I get, yeah.
1: You didn't play that song.
2: No. I like that song, but no, I didn't.
1: Um, but I you don't know. know. That,
2: that was fun. That was fun.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you you definitely really did enjoy that, right? I wasn't wasn't totally sure at first it was like, will Carrie love this or not? But it seems like everyone I had on really did seem to appreciate it. And they seem to lie.
2: yeah well you know there's pressure to do to i kept asking you a million things well well can i play this song is will this fit your show's theme and <laughs> well, you know the point is for me to pick my own sets to showcase my musical tastes and me but also you kind of have to work it into the person's show that's just sort well, of it's respectful a weird, to do
1: it's a weird concept because yeah i'm i'm having but people you're on my brother to, so I <laughs> i'm having people on to to play their music so i don't want to be like oh you can't play this or that but I do generally ask people that have similar enough tastes or at least something that I would be interested in I don't you know I'm not having someone on who you know loves Nickelback and
2: these are all songs you would never play on your own on the show well not all of them but some of them I would have played that you played don't don't say that well I play Jeanette
1: all the time and I would have played I would play a lot of this you probably
2: would have played the one I picked eventually well, maybe not that exact. I
1: don't know, but there's so many from that album to choose from. I don't know. I like that one. I don't know yeah. if I would have got to that one specifically. but
2: anyway, At first, I felt pressure to get the sets to work out with, with timing and all that stuff. But then once I got in the groove, it was fun to shape my set like I, I do a show or a piece of writing or a piece of audio or whatever. And so it had a, a flow to it. And it was just so exciting to be there, not for advocacy and our usual my usual stuff in that studio, and all the work I know you put into uh, Chien music, it was just it was a pleasure to, to get to be part of that for one episode.
1: And you could feel that a, f-
2: a few a few other than a few band name dro- songs you drop for me occasionally at Christmas or when Dolores from the Cranberries died, you you played her, you played them.
1: Yes. Yeah, I played a couple things for you before.
2: And so you, so you refer to me on your show occasionally, but just to get to be on it, and just yeah, I mean it, it blew it flew by so fast that day, and I I, I was sad when it ended.
1: Yeah, it's just so neat being in there and you have the, you can either listen in headphones or you can take your headphones off for a bit and listen through the speakers in the studio and it's just so nice mm-hmm. to just sit down for those few hours and that's all you're doing is you're hosting a show but there's music, but that's pretty much it. You're not doing other you're, things. You're
2: in the, and, you're in the moment. You're, you're in the moment.
1: Yeah, and you also, you notice the adrenaline after like that, it just sort of puts mm-hmm. you in a, once you're done, it's almost like you're, you need to come down or you're kind of on this running off of this adrenaline or this nerve, this extra energy that... You sort of gain mm-hmm. get from from being live and in the moment and and that was the thing going back on October 1st that was a pretty big highlight for my year too because it just I've like I say I've I'm adaptive I like to consider myself a very adaptive person I don't like to complain I haven't complained that much during this pandemic because I just think it's
2: we have just to get accept on with it. it it's
1: reality and I'm not going to waste my energy complaining I'm going to do what I can do and focus on what I can do but same time there was just such a freeing feeling of being back in the studio after being out for a year and a half and the program director commented or the manager commented after and kind of said like you just you sounded happy like you sounded different from at home and it's because you're in the studio and you're in the moment and it's not you know we're pre-recording this podcast but there's still nothing quite like live radio even though in its way it has its own stresses and when you pre-record it can be have its own benefits in some ways but um oh sure but you played a ska song. It wasn't Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. It was Save Ferris, a cover of uh, "Take on Me." No, not "Take on." Come me. Come on, Eileen. I get that those two mixed up because I think I heard a, I think I've heard a ska version of "Take on Me" before. Oh, that's really? why I get those mixed up. But um, all right. But I don't even don't quote me on this because I didn't do any real research. But I think I read that Mighty Mighty Boss Tones broke up and it had something to do with frontman writing an anti-vax song. But
2: well, you know, <laughs> Smash Mouth and eric clapton like there's yeah, gonna be people these... you always think musicians are very progressive but a lot of them you know they're just human and they have their own stance on things so it's gonna happen yeah, yeah it all depends it's too bad yeah. when it's still bad if it breaks up a band
1: still the majority of people from what i noticed are taking it seriously it's just this there's always there's never going to be 100 percent on things right there's always going to be a no. certain group of people that that disagree on something and
2: but I would have maybe thought Mighty Mighty Boss Tones broke up a long time ago. I didn't even I know. I know. I
1: was thinking the same. I didn't even know they were still still around. But It, it takes
2: just... a lot. For, as, as you know, being in bands over the years, it takes a lot to keep a bi- something like that together for that long.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it wasn't
2: Maybe it wasn't all smooth sailing. I don't know.
1: But... Right. I don't know how many.
2: Anyway, who we thought I we'd go on about this at the end I know. Of the you didn't know that
1: I had that in my notes, did you? Uh, I
2: had a few little nope.
1: points here. Of... Sometimes
2: you'll share your notes before we do Outlook or whatever, and I get to know what you're not thinking for this, about.
1: Not for... no not for this just
2: throw it at me
1: casual podcast
2: but yeah no that was a great way to end the year you know a bit of a boost that we needed
1: yeah and that was the day it was just like we went we went out to swish la after with or no that wasn't maybe that wasn't the day we went to swish la i think it was i don't remember remember. we went out with (laughs) me you and my and our dad went out to swish la but um i just remember because that was right before the lockdown again we went out for one last dinner and then like two days later it was like
2: as a family we always have always loved going out to eat and we have our certain restaurants like Chalet, that we used that we'd always go to but at the same time like we've said about this pandemic you and i don't need to eat out like that's not something we miss comparatively compared to other things
1: well it's that
2: but i know a lot of people do and it, it is nice i got to go out with some friend my writing friends at the end of last year right before omicron to a restaurant and that was fun
1: and it is that thing. It's like, of course, like I do like going out to eat sometimes and it is can be nice. But at the same point, it's like with the pandemic where they kind of said, like, the recommendations are do essential things, do things that you, you you need to do. Whereas going out, it's nice, but it's not really it's a luxury. It's an extra thing that we don't. Mm-hmm. I can live without for a few years. So it wasn't.
2: Well, it's like it's like travel. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into this as we wrap up shortly here. But I I'd love to travel this year. I wanted to travel every year that I haven't traveled since pandemic. I've never gone this long in years without going somewhere. So I get that need. But people don't realize how good we have it in certain parts of the world that we have. We've, we've always had the ability to travel. There are certain countries around the world that you can't easily get a visa. You can't get a passport. You can't. Go freely where you want to. So, yeah, I mean, I've just been always, I've always been grateful that I, I've gotten to do more traveling in my lifetime than, than a lot of people get. And, uh, I would love to do it again this year, but it's not essential.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know about this year. We'll Other see. than as
2: far as mental illness, you know, mental health, some people say it, it really affects their mental health when they can't travel. But yeah, I guess we'll see, won't we?
1: Yeah. So we are actually clocking in here at an hour and a half. So we probably should wrap up. Well, that's up.
2: why I, <laughs> That's why I wasn't trying to be I was trying to be subtle about it, but I was trying to. Steer I know it just
1: it felt pretty serious earlier, and I wanted to keep think, get things a little casual again so that were more jokey. We haven't maybe done well, as much laugh. It's different not being in the same room, I think too. Maybe
2: I guess. Well, next year, you know, pending what's happening, we'll we'll go back to being in the same room. But I just thought this year it's it's just like you said with when we hosted the convention at, by day two, we were a lot looser and a lot more comfortable. And so the longer you go at something, you do sort of start to relax. It's just that. We can't,
1: we can't <laughs> start again. Three. We're, the, the real start is now. You're an hour and a half in, but we're going to go, we're going to get into a bunch more things. So there's a
2: part two. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> no. Looking back at 20, 2021 Farewell by the Fireside part two.
2: Yeah. Uh, we've never done that before, but we just have so much to say.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Nah. I'm trying to think here. Anything else? Whew, I'm getting a little warm, which is weird because it's like minus 16 out again when I woke up this morning or something here at the end of January. And. <laughs>
2: Have you had water with the beer? I do have sometimes, a cup of water
1: maybe. here, but yeah, it's probably it's probably partly the beer. Plus, I'm also wearing a long uh, sweatshirt sitting up in front of a microphone with headphones on. That also just gets me warm in general sometimes mm-hmm. if I do it for long enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty quiet in my apartment here in London, Ontario. Carrie's in Woodstock. I think you said her dad's going to show up soon.
2: Yeah, he's stopping by.
1: Stopping by no way <laughs> I haven't even finished my uh, haven't even finished my brew here.
2: Yeah, I wasn't sure how many sips you've been taking, but
1: this is a small can too. This is just a pop can size. Oh, okay. It's not even like last I think last wrap up I had two tall ca- beers during the wrap up. This year I'm <laughs> I'm cutting back on my drinking. I have one one <laughs> small beer and that's it. No, I don't really yeah, actually but... drink that much. I got I think I got the 12 Andersons back carry in December when you stayed for a weekend. You stayed for one weekend when we had a couple beers and you got really hot. Yeah. Do you not remember that but time? I did say, but
2: be- I did, <laughs> sort of. I did say before we started our last wrap-up show for this one, for this, for Ketchup on Pancakes that I'd had some wine, but that was sort of around Christmas time. I should probably go off and get some to eat once we're done because I, I did eat a bit today, but my stomach's the
1: making noise. I made a big, big big breakfast yesterday that I was going to talk about if we were recording yesterday, which we didn't. So it's probably Mm. old news now, but um, this morning I had a few things. I had a nice fresh, refreshing orange and some raspberry Greek yogurt and some peanut butter on toast and a kind bar, which is like sort of a protein type bar and some coffee, some water and my pills and all that fun stuff.
2: I had an orange.
1: Oh, you had an orange too. But no, what I was actually just going to quick say was that I, I don't actually really drink that much. I got this. I got twelve beers. I think back in December when you came for that weekend, and that was over a month ago. And this is my last one now. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: lasted me over a month. Um, but it's just a nice way to to look back on the year. I'm trying to think of anything else. Just just keeping busy, mainly with the two radio shows, is kind of my big focus. Yeah these last uh, few months for me. Not really sure where we'll be with CFB in the future. It's been a little bit tricky with that.
2: Yeah, we spent a lot of this last year, last six months anyway, just debating this together. And you and I are siblings. We grew up together. We're pretty close in our, our, our feelings on a lot of things. We don't, you know, we have slightly different roles within that whole thing. And so we all have slightly different t- experiences with it but we just learn some stuff about ourselves with advocacy and i think we said that too like you're right outlook is our main thing and that's what i choose to focus my attention on
1: and it's the uh, it's the balance of the fact that you know and again it's this weird d- debate i've been having in my mind in 2021 with money and um yeah. it's just that whole debate about all of these things that we're talking about here are volunteer. I mean, not everything you're, you're writing things. You've got, you got some pay for that, but for the most part, a lot of this stuff is volunteer and you can only, you only have energy for so much. And you know, if you mm-hmm. are getting compensated for something, then that does just give it sort of Extra priority.
2: Incentive, but, and it give, incentive and it gives you, it gives it, it matters because we all have to eat. Yeah.
1: It's one of those and things. And we, we, we all
2: have a finite, we don't have tons of, you know, we don't have endless amounts of energy. Like you say.
1: But I do find at the same point, if you're if you're volunteering, and it's like even if you're getting paid for things, you can only do so many. But when you're volunteering for things, you really do have to get, to get your priorities straight, and you can only put so much energy into things, and you kind of have to pick and choose a little bit. And, you know, it's yeah. just You not... need to have
2: boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are important, and most of us don't have them.
1: Yeah, and I just thought a lot of good stuff happened with CFB with that convention and stuff, and that was a great achievement for me. But now I just kind of want to really put my energy and focus into my music show and, and outlook is kind of my main main thing still going forward in 2022 um, if we mm-hmm. want to look ahead now a little bit because the only mm-hmm. other thing I would say tying into the money and the job stuff is that I did I was seeing someone here in London through through the an organization called Leeds which is supposed to help people find jobs and I got some great opportunities I had a brief stint at the grand theater um, here in London which was which is fun but then I found out that their, it was brief anyway I wasn't hired on full time but finding out that their software that they used for booking um, shows wasn't accessible was a whole other barrier and roadblock which i won't get into now Mm -hmm. we're not talking about accessibility but just something you deal with when you're blind and so the whole job search just got a bit exhausting and, and i'm just so busy with these volunteer things that i think are still super vital for society and you know supporting local music and you know promoting advocacy on outlook and stuff i just think those things are both so important that i just haven't had the urge to get back into the work you know work search at the moment and it's something i you know, I do will want to do again, eventually, I just not, not quite at the moment. And it's, it's a difficult thing I deal with in my my mind, because you just hear more and more about people that, you know, and a lot of times are working so much, and they have more time at work than they do at home, and they're not enjoying their jobs. And it's, it's sad. I know it's reality. And we need to, I'm not at all trying to put down working, but it's just, Sometimes it's like we need to sort of change society's focus a little bit on things, I think. A,
2: a lot of people in the pandemic are feeling this. You're not, you're not alone.
1: Yeah. So once you get this opportunity to work from home, your schedule may be light, is a little bit lighter. Not for everyone, of course. Some people, it's even more busy, but... just it's different doing it from home and then you do start to realize how much time you spend traveling to work back and forth commuting yeah Yeah. and
2: that's a lot of work whether you're in the car in rush hour toronto traffic or you're on the public transportation system wherever you live and when you're blind and have other disabilities there's it's just it takes a extra energy to even do that so yeah
0: yeah i was gonna
2: say i was gonna say for me as far as work and and what what society values and the work we do and volunteer or paid i just my thought is that i'm learning more and more about one program at western that sounds interesting to me i just sometimes think that maybe i should get some additional education around how to produce media and and it can only help these shows that we do but it's just like working that into my life would take a lot what even if i did it part-time but there's a there's a there's a it's called FIMS at Western, Faculty of Information and Media Studies, and that sounds interesting to me. Anyway, my guest is here, so I I mean, oh. we there's no pressure, but I just I'm tr- I will wrap up. I just wanted <laughs> to say that I I am looking seriously into that program because it sounds interesting to me.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds cool. I mean It's always a thing for me. Yeah, there's our dad in the background. You might hear him uh cleaning up dishes, some dishes or something there. But uh it's a casual show, so I'm not I'm not uh, too concerned, but yeah, it's just—it's one of those things that you know I've considered someday too. Maybe getting some more education, and like you say, it, it's never—it's never quite too late, and you can always just start gradual or take one course part time, or
0: yeah, it's just we'll something see. to
1: think about. And we'll we'll see where we're at next year this time, and we'll do another wrap up again in uh, a year's time. Maybe by the end of twenty twenty two next time, maybe we won't wait till the end of January of twenty twenty three. We'll kind of see what what happens, but
2: what Christmas is like next time, but. But yeah, I don't yeah.
1: know. I think that's I think that's just about it. I guess.
2: Yeah, looking... I was just gonna end on in end on uh, June fifth, which is what I'm. Well, yeah. For... Now we're lo- now if, if we want to look
1: forward into 2022, we have back when we did our five year anniversary back in the summer of this year for Ketchup on Pancakes, which you can find on the Outlook on Radio Western podcast feed. Ketchup on Pancakes episode 20 was our five year anniversary one. On that one, we we went back through all the segments that we came up with for the show. Mm -hmm. Which was pretty neat. But we're not bringing all those back today. But the one we will bring back is cassette clip of the week to end off on. And and that that is nice because it looks ahead into 2022, which, as you mentioned, Carrie, in June, on June 5th, is a big, exciting day because Carrie will be celebrating 25 years with her first kidney transplant, which is still working really well. From the
2: dish putter, from the dish putter aware out there.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Our father. So. Thanks, Dave. It's DM. funny.
2: It's like Yeah, no, I, I we're definitely going to try and get him on Outlook this year, I think, around June, which I know he'll get emotional if that does happen. He can get emotional when he's talking about this stuff, understandably. So, uh, hopefully we can get him in to do the show. But I was just thinking, it's like with people in their favorite sports teams. You know how you cheer on your team and people are like, "Well, you're acting like you did something, but it's a little more of that with, tr- with something like this, because I did have to do certain things, you know, and everything's not, not everything's in, in my control for whether this kidney is going to last, but yeah, thanks again. But also there are things I can do to eat well and, you know, you know, physically to make sure that I, I don't risk the kidney. And so in that in that amount of of involvement in, in things I, I feel like I I can celebrate it's just I'll be curious to see where we are in a year from now because I'm not even sure yet how I'm gonna celebrate. Like I said, travel's probably out for June. I wanted to give back I'm gonna I'm gonna write a piece for uh, World Kidney Day but that's not that's you know coming up here in March. So that's a bit ahead of it but you know like you can i, could, I thought about doing like raising money or running like walking a, a kidney walk type thing you know, I just, I'm not sure what's available during the pandemic. I'm going to probably reach out to the kidney foundation here in Canada and see if they have any ideas, but you know, I just want to do something to mark the occasion. And if it's travel that has to be postponed and celebrated and done at a later date, I will do that too. But
1: yeah, I know it's something you've, you've been, I mean, I don't know if struggling (laughs) is the right word, but it's definitely something I know you're sort of struggling with in a way, because it's like, you do want to do something. And for someone like me, of course, I'm, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm trying to think of some maybe stuff too that you could do for it. But the back of my mind, it's for me, it's just enough of a celebration that you've gone that long. But I know for you, you know, you want to do something else specific, like something different to to really market. Whereas for me, I'm just ta- so amazed that it's a big event, just the fact that it's 25 for me and that it's lasted so long for you. Um, just for our listeners who may not know or if you're still listening, if you stuck through to almost coming up on, well, not quite two hours, but we're getting there. Uh, Mm Um, I had one, a transplant two years later and mine, unfortunately didn't last. And that's just, you know, it's tough. Sometimes they last, sometimes they don't. I was also younger at the time and was, you know, partying a bit, which I'm sure didn't help, but it's hard to say what, what can happen, but it's just everyone's situation is different, but it is, you know, I've had a second one now and I'll be celebrating well, nine years coming up here in July. Um, can't quite celebrate my 10th year until next year, but.
2: But we celebrate every year.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, any any t- period, any year where you can get through with a transplant and kidney that's still working. I mean, just quick mentioning COVID again, I saw a news story recently about a, someone waiting for a kidney transplant and they're on the list, but COVID was sort of delaying that because some anti-vaxxed people were taking up their beds. Anyway, I won't get into that in too much detail other than it's really frustrating. I'm glad yep. that I'm lucky that I'm not on the list right now on dialysis, but I would be quite frustrated if, if uh, I had to be held off on a surgery because beds mm-hmm. were being taken but anyway it's just yeah it's it's amazing to to think that you yours lasted that long and so we actually back in 2017 care back in the summer we we played one clip from this tape that i made back at the time and as we mentioned earlier recording people we used to like to record all the time so we introduced this feature for ketchup One pancakes um that we called cassette clip of the week where we played a clip and couldn't really think of anything else to use this time, but we thought that would be a good way to kind of look ahead into the year and when you hit your anniversary. So we have another clip from the tape but uh, that we're going to finish off the show here with. But it was a really neat idea. Yeah, this this whole message back and forth where you would record a message for, for our dad who gave you the kidney, and then I'd, we'd bring the tape recorder to him, and he'd hear your message, and he'd respond to it. And it's kind of a neat thing that, you know, I don't imagine that many people would do.
2: Yeah, uh, and at the time... They weren't doing it in the same hospital, so I was at Sick Kids, and oh, yeah. he was across the street at, at Toronto General, so like, you guys had to run across the street from one hospital to the next and bring us the recordings, and then we'd listen and then make one back. That, and
1: That totally slipped my mind, because when I got my transplant two years later, at that point, I think yeah. my mom got it in the same hospital as me. They changed that? Yeah, they that. changed policy. I totally forgot that, yeah, but yeah, he was right across the street, so yeah, it was a whole other hospital we had to go back across to, but... It was just quite the time, and it really makes you think. Like for me, that was twenty-five years ago. I was ten yeah, years old, so. <laughs> so I was a little little boy. I was like a, a lot a little, of little boy. a lot of
2: a lot of you on the tape. You sounded quite timid. I think it was because you were in hospital settings. You were kind of quiet and little. You I know, get, we get you were pretty a kid. silly
1: later on in the tape, but yeah, earlier on when we were in the hospital more, mm-hmm. um, and that was Serious another
2: stuff going on. I know,
1: and that was another one of those situations where I'm sometimes I'm kicking myself because. The tape that I have now is like a dub of another tape Yeah. because there's one point in the tape where I'm like, this is tape two, side A, but it was, know, it was on heard. the same tape because what I did is I had like a 90 minute cassette. <sighs> These are, this is old school for people who used to buy cassettes or I guess you can still get them, but they're not very common or popular. I oh, was speaking of that the inventor of the cassette tape died in 2021 back in March. I hadn't even heard of them actually. Um, Ot- Otten's I think his last name is or something. I did do a chin music episode about him and played a few songs from cassettes this walkman i have here but um
2: but i noticed in between when you'd stop and before you hit record again there'd be like a few seconds of music
1: yeah well i <laughs> was, I was recording over tape. things but then i i must have dubbed a tape onto another tape because i lost the original tape so the tape i have left is a 60 minute tape so there was a lot of other stuff i think i recorded that i just don't have anymore i it got lost and the good and thing that
2: the good thing if there's a good thing about you following in my footsteps and cer- stuff like this three years later was we learn and we do better. <laughs> no, I don't want to say do better. You were a child and you did your best and I appreciate it. But then when I recorded your transplant, we had multiple tapes and you know, I was older obviously at the time when I did that and it just, it was, it would turned out differently. Yeah. But I it mean, still Mark. It still marks the time we were in. So that's, that's priceless.
1: No, it's still neat to have these, these clips and um, yeah, it's crazy that, a couple years later after my transplant, there's um, nine tapes, I think. Nine 90-minute tapes full or something. It's a, it's hours and hours <laughs> and hours of mine.
2: And I think it's clear, but I haven't heard them I, recently. Not all of them. Like, these tapes don't survive forever. That's why we've been digi- digital, digitalizing them.
1: <laughs> I think it's, it's just, just digitizing.
2: Digitizing. Yeah, I was going to say it didn't sound right.
1: Yeah, digitalizing. I don't know. I know I, that's what yeah. I almost think it is. but um. But that yeah. also is because that tape was dubbed from another tape. So that even loses a bit of quality over that from that.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, I know.
1: But yeah, it's quite the noisy tape. But the messages you guys leave back and forth are pretty clear. So.
2: Yeah, we found a few clips that. We're going to finish off enough.
1: with that. And we probably won't talk after it. So I'm trying to think what we want to maybe wrap up before we get into this clip and then fade off into the into the future. Um, Again, podcast- I just I. Whoa, sorry.
2: I just hope that a year from now, my kidney's still working, and I guess we'll see where we're at in 2023, but I think this was a pretty good, thorough review of 2021.
1: <laughs> I love how we come up. We're like, oh, we'll just keep it to an hour this time. We're over 100 minutes now.
2: <laughs> well, we talk if you want to know why I... If you, well, that's what I'm saying, but if you want to know why I ever sounded pushy or impatient in this episode, it, it's not that I am, and I wanted it to end. I'm just... Trying to keep things in mind a little bit. I don't know.
1: I know, but I also wanted to keep it casual. I didn't want to feel like we're on a strict routine either. But then, yeah, I always wonder sometimes does somebody make it this far in? But
2: um, no, well, <laughs> I don't just, want to doubt our listeners. I know, whatever.
1: It's 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 all cool. If you do, if you don't, it's up there for a rainy day. A lot,
2: a lot of it's for us, for me, or this one day. in particular.
1: Yeah, the wrap yeah, up I is know. just a nice way, also, just to get these things off our chest. And I think it is funny though, because near the end of the other one, I. I did say something like, um, "We've done a lot of talking." I <laughs> said, I wrote that down in my notes here because oh when boy. we, when you and I get together, we do end up having quite a, quite a chat, these big chats. And then when I go home, I'm like, "My voice, my throat's sore. Am I getting sick or something?" It's like <laughs> Brian no. has
2: COVID. No, he's just been talking.
1: No, we just, we just talk a lot when we, when we get together and we get going, but. Just want to remind the listeners I mean I could have mentioned it at the beginning but that we are available on all podcast services we really do appreciate you listening to Outlook and Ketchup on Pancakes if you've caught any of these um, episodes Outlook on Radio Western you can find us on a bunch of podcast services probably not all but if we're not on a service that you want us on you can always send us an email Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com um, and our Ketchup on Pancakes are up on that feed of course it's tough not it's hard hard to motivate to do it and i don't do it myself but any reviews on apple podcasts or anything like that ratings even just a rating of stars you know just helps it more so helps well, a lot to of, get the word out and get more people to listen if yeah it's, if it's rated so that's the main thing is just to get the
2: a lot word of the out. podcasts i listen to like on iheart and stuff you know they talk about the feedback they get in the comments and it helps them know about who is listening and what they might want to hear more of or less of or their thoughts on things. And so I think it's interesting when it happens.
1: But yeah, just going back to the title of our show, I haven't, I haven't had ketchup on pancakes in a long time. I don't remember the last time I had them, had that.
2: And one of the Christmases probably a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I just don't think I've really had it since the pandemic. I haven't made them in a long time. And Mm
2: -hmm. it's like panic. It's like our own sort of culturally, it's our own thing. It's a food that most people aren't aware of
1: i don't know i think bannock is a little bit more recognized in the world than ketchup on pancakes
2: no i mean i mean like (laughs) it's just our thing of course pancakes are well known and bannock is well enough known i'm just saying like these are things that not everybody eats and uh, i'm not sure if people eat something on bannock or they did you eat your plain?
1: well you can you can make you can either make like plain ones and or stuff and stuff or she also made stuffed ones with like hot dog in the one or you could make you could make like a Uh like cinnamon or like a dessert type one right um yeah i'm sure you can
2: add different spices and different uh flavored ones and yeah
1: i'd have to look up exactly how it is made i've never i've never made it myself
2: but but it's definitely like a fresh
1: tasting bread that it's it's best fresh right out of the oven yeah
2: it's like a pan bread or it's whatever. not the type of thing Ever... that
1: you could have it a few days later but it doesn't really hold up it's you kind of want <sighs>
2: it's it. not like our it's not like our pancakes in the in the pie tray that our own ways to send home
1: yeah not quite like i remember that when i had some there that um you know they, they sent some back with me when i came home and it was one of those things that i think i mentioned that i because I had a bu- they sent a bunch back, and I wasn't able to finish it. And I froze some of it, and they're just like, "Oh, you don't freeze Bannock; you eat it." And if you well, have to freeze ban- it, it's not going to be fresh anymore. So
2: they sent Bannock back yeah, with his you. His mom had some left, so she's her, her. I don't even
1: know what I'm talking about now. Her mom had some left, so yeah, she sent some for our mom, oh. for our parents, and
2: on yeah. the airplane. Yeah, it's
1: just wrapped up in tin in my knapsack.
2: <laughs> okay, I just don't remember this.
1: Oh, what you're losing your memory. Oh, Brian
2: said Bannock. Brian said Bannock. So that's good. Yeah. Sounds like a good place to end. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Apparently I can't even talk anymore. I'm calling my, I'm calling hims hers and hers hims. And <sighs> I don't yeah. even know what gender the stoker is. And I used to call him he.
2: Or... <laughs> yeah. Well, these are the times <laughs> we're living in, folks.
1: Yeah, so 2022, who knows, right? Who knows? sit here all day and predict, but...
2: Yeah, we just got to live it.
1: Speaking of puns, we'll see how 2022 pans out, and we'll be back with ketchup (laughs) on pancakes. Maybe in the summer, we keep talking about doing a camp show care, so maybe we'll we'll pull that off in the summer. Might be kind of cool to do one ketchup on pancakes for Radio Western once a year that actually does air on the radio in place of Outlook in the middle of the summer. So maybe this year, instead of the five-year anniversary, we will do a camp one and we'll... Air it on the radio, and we'll see if that actually happens. We'll see if that comes to fruition. That's another word I used last time that I wrote down because <laughs> it's a weird word, fruition. I don't know. It's not really a word that you hear much, but for some reason I use it sometimes. All right. You like the word fruition?
2: I like a lot of words. That's not my favorite, but oh, it's okay.
1: That's a no. <laughs> don't be afraid to say no. It's not. not fru. A it's
2: I always think of fru-fru. I was like a frou frou or fruit.
1: Well, I asked asked Siri what fruition meant, and she gave like the definition I knew, but then she said something about it actually does have can kind I of have something to do with fruit too.
2: I don't know, I'll go check that. Yeah. If my phone actually lets me.
1: I know we were talking before we went on started recording here that Siri is just not not that
2: great. Mm-hmm. But iPhones are still great.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Better than nothing, but I'm. I'm holding on to my iPhone 6S coming up on just over three years now because I really don't want to move on to one without a headphone <sighs> jack. I know. But fascinating, I know. All right, well, Carrie's tired. She's rushing me out of here, so I'm going to wrap it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we have to prompt each other. That's the point of our relationship. All right. When one of us is struggling with something or when one of us can't make a decision, or you <laughs> always rely on the other. So that's 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 us in a nutshell. If you didn't get a good glimpse from this episode or our previous episodes, that's us.
1: That's a lot of us, yeah. You have 147 outlooks to check out. You have. You a, mm-hmm. I don't have all the ketchup on pancakes up on this feed yet, but I'm I need to get on that. There's a few if you dig back. So if you just search for ketchup on pancakes on your podcast apps, you will find a few other episodes if you want to check them out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now we're gonna go back to you know, just almost 25 years ago. 1997. Yeah, all the way back to 1997 to finish off with a blast from the past, Care. Quite the times we went through, but still healthy and working 25 years later. So that's great. Congrats, Care, on this anniversary coming up in June. And we'll celebrate that with a clip here at the end. And
2: Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it again on the next one.
1: Yeah, so I guess we'll be back next time.
2: Have a good year, everyone
1: the set clip of the week.
0: Uh, hi. I'm feeling pretty good today, and today is June 7th, in 1997, and I don't need the mask that much anymore, and I'm allowed to eat and drink a bit more today, and I'm gonna get up soon and try to sit up. you got coke? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Dad. I'm feeling pretty good today, um, pretty itchy, and then I have to take out one of my IVs because it's not working, and I'm already sitting up, but they won't let me get up because I've got so many IVs and they don't want to rush, and, um, I want you to come over as soon as you can, I don't want to rush you, but as soon as you're able to go in a wheelchair, I really want to see you, and I'd come over if I could, but I don't think I will for you. See you. So, as soon as you're able, I want you to come over. I want to see you. And um, can you make a message back to me now and when my mom and Brian come back, they can show it to me. Okay? Thanks. Bye. Hi, right, Kara. I liked your messages. Thanks a lot for. I've been up a couple times already. Yesterday, I know mom told you, and then this morning I was up a couple times, walking around. So I'm feeling a lot better myself and I try to come over as soon as possible, okay? I don't know if it'll be today or not. Maybe. What do you think, Janet? I don't know. We'll, okay. we'll see here, okay? Uh, it's good to hear that you're really doing well. you to be Even they're doing better than me. I mean, it sounds. Online at Facebook.com slash Ketchup on Pancakes. I love you. Talk to you later, okay?